0: Welcome to our monthly roundup podcast cool with, my, with myself with myself david and my co-host duncan how are you doing good sir how are you doing cool <laughs> don't know why we just started shouting cool at the start of i have the podcast no idea thing.
1: either this is kind of past of course it. you did <laughs> no you did no. I uh, said
0: it uh, first, but, but me
1: whatever it, like. it is we're doing now with it, that was Cool. You. Cool. <laughs> Are you
0: ready, to Roll? Cool. It's
1: a great way cool. to start a podcast.
0: Cool. Um so uh you know, it might feel like we've just released a podcast. <laughs> because we have. Yeah, well because we have, Duncan. Because we have. Um we uh we released October episode kinda later in the month because holidays and shit.
1: Still released it in October though.
0: We did. For the people just out there the last minute.
1: who might be moaning about that, can back the fuck off. Right? Well, Here's their free podcast <laughs> with three hours of content.
0: Exactly. Let me hear your October podcast. Yeah, that's right. No got you. But anyway, you, uh, you lucky bastards are getting another podcast in quick succession. That's right.
1: In fairness, a lot has happened. So <laughs> we, we we have done a lot in the. Two weeks in between recordings here. So that's true.
0: Yeah. That's true. To talk about. True. Uh, and, and in breaking news, Duncan breaking um, news. Breaking news. I have decided <laughs> to reveal it here live on the podcast oh. as an exclusive.
1: I thought this was coming because you did tell me that you were going to have to take a sabbatical. So
0: I can now confirm I am not the new drummer of Slipknot. So
1: what's the sabbatical for?
0: I'm just taking a break. Just want right, to keep you friend. on the loop with that news that absolutely no one knew about. There we go. Uh, k-
1: k- let's talk about this. Let's 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 have some fun with this because I do enjoy just punching down at Slip, not now because well, they are the butt of pretty much every joke that you can I'm have. Lost. Um, it seems very weird.
0: It does a bit. It's a bit left field.
1: And the reasons given make zero sense. Have the band actually
0: given a reason? or? Yes. They're moving in a different direction. Oh, is that that the reason? That's literally the reason, is
1: they're moving in a different direction. And I'm thinking to myself, does that direction (laughs) require a less talented drummer? (laughs)
0: Is he writing the songs? like?
1: I I just, I kind of got to the point where I'm like, unless they're going to the most extreme of extreme metals, which, let's be honest, they're not doing, I think that J guy can pretty much cover the bases.
0: I I don't understand it. I really don't.
1: Unless there's a legal reason. We do know that Slipknot likes a little legal loophole (laughs) to get out of paying people. Unless there's maybe something in his contract that said, you know after a certain amount of time you're entitled to more royalties or mm. there's a threshold somewhere yeah. or and let's 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 be honest they are about to release Off-Roadrunner
0: Well, so I wonder is, I'm just going to say that Different maybe label. that's maybe Different that's deal. why
1: maybe it gives them greater control to mm. negotiate with a new drummer a lesser price point mm. against royalties for recording and the rest all falls under Roadrunner
2: mm.
1: but even then that's a stupid idea <laughs> <laughs> yeah. part like part the who band. are they going to get like what, like, super talented, like, named drummer are they going to get in that's going to bought that? Oh, didn't he pay me? <laughs> this yeah. guy? I oh, don't play plenty money. I just did it for the fun. <laughs> okay, the Chad lines? Smith auditioned through Dromeo. <laughs> <laughs> of course I can play Wait and Bleed. I've never heard that before. Here it is here. <laughs> um, I don't... It's just very strange. It's mm. very, very, very strange. And my new favourite thing is the amount of conspiracy theories on who it is gonna be. <laughs> and they're all ridiculous, so
0: <laughs> Is there a front runner? Of uh, yes theories? there is.
1: The dr- apparently the, the big conspiracy front runner at the moment is the drummer of Venom Inc. announced Aye. the same week that he was uh, he was Leaving that band and apparently on Twitter posted and then deleted almost immediately the Slipknot symbol and saying uh, <laughs> drumming is just a matter of timing. Oh, but I listen to him. He's not as good as the other did. <laughs> so I don't, I don't get it. But but like the other, the other favorite thing is I forgot he drummed for Rise Against. Oh, that is Rise Against, isn't it? Jay, what's his tits? Was it Rise Against?
0: Oh, the Slipknot guy. Yeah. Did he aye?
1: Aye, because apparently he quit Rise Against by Twitter. (laughs) Mm. And this time he got fired by Twitter. So their singer (laughs) who's like the singer who's transitioned, and I can never remember what her new name is it Jane? Laura Jane? Laura Jane.
0: Laura Jane Grace, yeah.
1: Yeah, she apparently she hit it pretty hard saying, What goes round comes round, you son of a bitch. (laughs) 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 Pretty much like totally like a scathing kind of this is what happens when you quit over Twitter. Um, so, yeah. Mm. Don't know. Very, 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 very strange. I'll be yeah. honest with you. The drumming isn't the problem with Slipknot at the moment. <laughs> so no, it's, not, it's not. You can literally replace them with a drum machine, which I'd be all for. Um, mm. And it will not make a difference. That band are too far gone, and they can use every excuse they want in the world as mm. to why they're so far gone, but
0: yeah I'm just looking at this other guy this Jeremy Kling from yes ben and Mike. that's his so he, he's, uh, he's also in Inhuman in Condition who put yes. out an album just recently I quite like he's that in
1: shit, look, apparently he's a very active drummer but he posted and deleted a slip, the Slipknot symbol mm. saying drumming is just a matter of timing I think it was either mm. the day of or the day before um, the official statement came out about <laughs> getting rid of the drummer so.
0: interesting interesting um cool um and another news uh yeah. tool are doing a uk tour of england <laughs>
1: yes a uk tour like you got me really excited about this because we now have a hook in for these gigs um yeah. and you yeah. were like tools coming over and i was like yes and you've never yeah. seen Tool live have you no no right so i've seen them twice <laughs> not that what i rub them in uh Thank but I, i've seen them twice and they're incredible mm. live and I, I was like this is what will make dave a believer mm. Because I know you, you you like them to an extent, but seeing them live is a completely different experience. I think they're
0: they're a talented bunch of bastards. Yeah. Um, but live it's completely is completely different. Live yeah. just
1: takes you to it. Just it, like you're in the headspace of that world, and the whole mm. thing just absorbs you, and you become part of the song. And I was yeah. like, cool, we'll get to do that. And then the NMC dates today, and I was like, cool, <laughs> will no bother.
0: <laughs> Fuck's sake.
1: Fuck them. Um, I've seen them d- twice anyway, so that's fine. Yeah, funny. fuck
0: you. Uh, and uh, Pantera, if if you are listening, which obviously you are, um, yep. do not pull that UK tour shit and announce a date in fucking London or something. Because I'll see I've if
1: they, they could sell at the Hydro.
0: Oh, easily. Yeah. yeah,
1: that's what I mean. So, like, why not? Like, yeah. I mean, if you're coming over to do download, just do a stadium tour. Like, mm. just like like that shit in. Yep. just do that why not
0: yep I will I will come for you Pantera yep I will come for you not on a sexy Selmo is way.
1: very 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 giving with interviews as well he mm. still does a shitload of them unlike some other bands that are like yes you can come to the gig but no you can't touch me or speak to me or be in the same space as me um, <laughs> we'll get to interviews later on though uh, but yes. yeah so tons, yep. tons of things happening Lots of um of things and, and Slipknot are now drummerless, and that is th- honestly that has been the biggest news over the last <laughs> week. So much so that there was people. <laughs> fucking, oh man, I don't want to say this, but I'm gonna right. See when, like this, this J guy gets fired mm. from Slipknot Slut- after ten years, where I imagine the royalties from those albums are gonna keep him alright, mm. like that. Did anyone reach out to the guys from Lost Prophets when that debacle went down and said, listen, I'm sorry that you will never be able to pay, play music again? Like, you're gone. Like, you can never play. As a, as a group of musicians, mm. you will never be able to do music again. The thing, you know, the thing that you love, you will never be able to do that anything because of what this one fucking
2: yeah.
1: absolute fucking arsehole did, right? You yeah. know, did anyone do that? No jail have a job next week right
0: yeah he will guys from lost Either profits
1: will never have a job again so <laughs> not that i'm equating child rape with slipknotch new music but no. i raped something dave i raped something <laughs> time well. patience and eardrums <laughs> that last album sucked man honestly. No, I it I did. Uh, no, I
0: did. anyway so uh episode away from the
1: topic of rape
0: <laughs> let's do that uh, episode 44 of the podcast um for this episode we will be uh reviewing some recent gigs that we've, oh, we've attended few. over the last uh few weeks uh we'll be chatting about some new albums that we've been checking out since the I last episode yep. yeah uh playing you some new singles that we've we'll been nice. digging uh and we'll be naming our album of the month and i
1: remembered about this five minutes before you jumped on the call Dave, (laughs) and picked mine almost immediately as soon as i realized it came out in october i was like yes
0: excellent excellent looking forward to that um so uh firstly should we go let's get into gigs because we we did a few gigs over the last few weeks one or two since the last uh, podcast yeah um first one was the 26th of october at the cat house um we went to see an interview employed to serve pupil slicer and going
1: off we did not interview going off
0: we did not we did not but uh, another two we did um both uh, interviews are on the youtube channel check them out um so um i suppose we better preface this with the fact that we were doing interviews during a couple of these sets (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh, just the way
1: timing worked we really didn't catch a full set of any of the bands no Uh, we did Pupil Slicer although Pupil Slicer played for 25 minutes so (laughs) if
0: that if that so yeah yeah, we'll we'll give you our thoughts on what we saw from the the other bands Um, just little little snippets that we we missed the other set Um, so firstly let's get into the, the first band of the night which were going off um and it was kind of
1: did, honestly.
0: My god, like if if there was one band that I wished we saw the entire set for, yeah. it was going off because the tracks that we saw before we did our interview were fucking hench. Like just yeah. like just fucking like good old Jesus.
1: fashioned snarly, angry British hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with a front man who was fucking lovely off stage, but on stage, like I would not have yeah. got like, within I don't know about three Davies lengths of him just in case <laughs> he murdered <bothered> me. <laughs> three Davies lengths. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, he's, he's, he's one of those one of those guys you you would not want to meet in like a, a dark alley. You yeah. know what I mean? He's not he's not a big guy, but he's kind of terrifying. It kind of
1: like it reminded me a little bit of a, a less hairy Frank Carter.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like when yeah. we
1: interviewed Frank Carter, he couldn't have been any nicer. He was honestly True. the loveliest bloke ever. And mm. then an hour later he was terrifying on stage. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> like absolutely fucking terrifying. Yeah. And I was i like the, the the disparate nature of those two scenes like, just stuck with me, that, like, I saw him basically screaming at people to put them on his shoulders so he could run round, like, fucking cat house, yeah. um, but a couple of minutes before, he was, like, fist bumping me, telling me how thankful he was we were there, and mm. just bizarre, yeah. in the best possible way, but they, they sounded, we heard three songs, and they sounded fucking great, and they're yeah. on Church Road Records, so. They are,
0: um, they put out a new album this year called uh, What Makes You Tick. Um, and I, I listened to the album. I really, liked, really liked the album, but mm. I felt like live. This was just like, just a different kettle of tea. This Duncan, it was like, firstly, the I, I'm not sure I've ever heard a first support band of the night sound so clean in the Cat House. Yeah, I was Like, cat. what's going on here?
1: <laughs> for for context, it? here the Cat House will fuck up a sound. Like, if there's 100%. a way to fuck up a live sound, the Cat House will do it. What yeah. she did consecutively with the other two bands after them. So <laughs> you could not find it. A poor employee served. The last three songs, finally, in fact, the last song I was like that, that's the sound they should have had all night and why is yeah. it taking an hour to find it? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. no way. Um,
0: going off, like the drums were fucking lethal sounding. <laughs> like I was yeah. like, who's behind the sound desk? What is actually going on? This is the first band. This can't be right. I think um, the
1: singer just looked at the sound guy. Could be. Looked, shot himself with just sound right. First
0: time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah him, uh, his... His stage presence, uh, Jake Huxley's name is like was just like unbelievable. He just was commanding the place, like yeah. just and like the place was not, wasn't a, big obviously... guy. not no, a big guy, not no not at all.
1: He's maybe about he was maybe about five six five seven,
0: yeah um, probably.
1: Very slight looking guy, heavily fucking tattooed. Like there was yeah. not much space that wasn't tattooed, and <laughs> I'd seen him walking about, and you told me that's the singer that had gone off and I'd see him walking back and he was being really, really nice yeah. and he went on stage and from the moment he grabbed that microphone <laughs> he choked the breath out of the microphone before he started singing into it yeah. it was, it was, it was kind of fucking special so what yeah. So that I think Sammy come across while they were in the middle of the second song and yeah. um, I just turned around to Sammy and I was like that oh, <laughs> fucking <laughs> Jesus Christ just so fucking powerful so yeah, yeah they, they Really they, good. they certainly had our attention peaked yeah for sure but we did not get to see them all
0: we didn't but um they, they just they brought everything you'd expect from like a proper hardcore band just like plenty of spit and snarl just like i think they're from manchester but like fucking unbelievably good um yeah. i would so much so like we only saw a few songs but i would hundred percent go and see like a full set from them sometime right, if they're
1: back up we're going to see them yeah for sure i'd, lo- I'd love to chat to him as well because like i say he seemed yeah. really fucking nice so mm. i'd love to kind of pick in a little bit plus i mean being a good old-fashioned english hardcore band the the lyrics were very politically charged yeah um i would love to dig into that as well yeah so interesting interesting band
0: yes um next up um where pupil slicer Mm-hmm and a we support um they have possibly released one of the kind of best british metal albums i, I think of, it's uh, their contention.
1: i think if you're shortlisting the top five british metal albums this year pupil slicer are probably in the top three
0: yeah I'd say and so. i
1: don't think there's going to be many people that are going to argue that either it is such mm. a confident Such a confident increase in ability, technicality and songwriting between releases that for a second album, it kind of makes you think like that glass ceiling might not be there Mm. for them for a while. I think they have probably still got room to expand out because they're they're a young fucking group. You know what I mean? Um, But it was always going to be, how did they pull it off live? Mm. Because their, their music is so fucking chaotic
0: yeah we we were obviously quite we've been excited to see them for a while since they, they put out mirrors yeah um and to see them like supporting employed to serve was really cool but like i kind of wished we got to see a bit more of them because the it was literally four songs yeah i
1: think we, when we were so we interviewed um kate afterwards Um, Mm. after our set and kind of drilled into that a little bit more and i have noted that since we've interviewed them they have announced headline dates finally all right so they've never headlined before so they've always supported and as she was kind of saying their tracks are such that when they go to try and create like a set list Mm. they want to try and pick the songs that kind of really wow people and a lot of those ones tend to be a bit longer so as a result, yeah. they can only really squeeze about four songs in. But what was a really interesting thing and something I'd maybe never considered before was if for whatever reason there's a technical difficulty that instantly affects the set mm. list. Like that, yeah. if you drop a song out, you're only getting fifteen minutes of us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that, that, there's not a lot of wiggle room for that. They try and pack it all in, and very much like yourself, I feel like we got like the the kind of t- tasting sample platter. Yeah. A pupil slicer without really getting the full on oomph of what the band can do, which we'll be honest, like like I said, like I would happily listen to like a full hour set of them. I think they oh, could yeah. do it. I think they For could be sure. really easy. They were plagued by some sound issues um Me, early on. I think that affected through specifically vocally. I think Kate I'd I'd like she kept pointing at her monitors. So I don't mm. know how much of that was coming through. And as a result, the melody wasn't 100% on point. I definitely mm. did grab there. But when they kick into those savage moments,
0: yeah.
1: tight as fuck. Um, and, and really, really good. So yeah, I think... And the other thing that kind of shocked me was... I still don't think they have a grasp of how good they are at the moment. Which mm. yeah. like was very, very, very self-deprecating and, and kind of very humble... Mm. And the way she was looking at things, you know, I, you know, one day we might, we might be able to support this band, and I was kind of thinking to myself, you're maybe the same level now as yeah, that yeah. band. You could probably yep. go the other way around and aim a bit higher. Well, I think yeah. they, I think you really could.
0: Yeah, I was I was in the, the the photo pit for the first what three songs of the mm. four, yeah, yeah. Um and obviously we'd we'd heard the albums, reviewed the albums. Mirrors is a highly kind of intricate and technical album. They didn't play anything from Mirrors; it was all from Blossom, but um at least like three of those tracks were again quite mathy and quite yep. kind of uh, angular sounding so but to see that um kind of up close and personal it kind of puts a whole new perspective on it when you see like what she is actually playing yeah. i was just like i was try, i was like taking photos but i was also like stopping to kind of watch <laughs> her play at the same time i was like oh fucking hell man yeah like it really impressive and she's quite a um, kind of animated on stage as well. though. I so. Yeah. Kind of throwing the guitar around and, you know. Which
1: is like, once again, doing that, plus the screamy stuff, plus yeah. the melody, plus the stage presence, and a tight band in the background. I, yeah. I, they, 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 I mean, we're not breaking any ground here. Like, people slice her hard, want to watch. Mm. I, I honestly think we're. Maybe two, three years away from the from them being like one of the bands where we're like that oh best bands in the UK right now, people yeah. like, slicer. Yeah. I don't think they're far off it. They've certainly got one of the strongest releases, but they need that headline out there playing an hour mm. a show thing behind them just to, to, to kind of, it's that muscle memory. They just need a bit more of that to kinda of push that out. And I think at that point the stage show becomes a bit more because it had no time to do anything in between. It was literally yeah. song oh, yeah. Song, song. um, And she was telling us the last time they played Glasgow, they literally, because of all the fuckery um, and customs, they were on the stage for 10 minutes. Yeah. So, I mean, a lesser band wouldn't have done that. You know, a lesser vocalist wouldn't have even done that Would have sat at the merch stall. Not looking at you, Akesia Strain. Um, but yeah, they were, they were really, really, really good live. We yep. got a chance to speak to them. But Davey, oh effortless how do, how do you come off touring with Gojira and then playing the cat house I don't get like to me the dissonance between those two is just so mm. huge Yeah, but I tell you employee serve had everyone eating out the fucking palm of their hand
0: confidence Easy. man absolute yeah. confidence um, they pass. yeah Yeah, yeah yeah they did mm-hmm No forward motion and mm-hmm. um, also a couple of tracks from
1: yeah <laughs> House will fuck up a sound like I, that's what should be that should be the logo Cause will fuck up your sound
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah, they were they were really good. Um, plenty of energy. Check that out. It's
1: on, on YouTube as well as nice there. It really Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, like we're not going to hold this every time I get the opportunity. Every time Church Road Records gets mentioned, I'm going to mention the fact that he held out vital information, which he couldn't... Listen, understand, I'm not ready to maybe make the announcement yet. That's what off the record is. Sammy, if you're watching this, or hearing this, right... Off the record. That's what you say, guys, off the record. And then we just, we're like, oh, all right, okay, trade secrets. And then you got that. I've got a little side project that I'm about to launch. And we're like, that sounds fucking amazing. Um, but yeah, that blindsided us. We were recording last week and he dropped a video for his brand new side project, which had heavy, heavy shades of pit shifter, which gave me the horn. Um, <laughs> and we could have spoke, me and him could have spoke about pit shifter. And, you know, British Industrial Techno for hours. But he chose not to do that. He chose to only (laughs) speak to you about Employed to Serve and Church Road Records and Nando's. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love you. It was a really, 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 really good interview.
0: it was kind of friendly because the album has been out for a couple of years and um, it wasn't like there was any point of in going into detail with that so it was...
1: yeah like, what you got, like, plus he's answered that question a million times yeah See, I was just more interested when you were writing that album you're like what, yeah. what are we doing
0: here so. I was more interested in what was coming um, yeah. so yeah there's a good bit of kind of banter and back and forth um, but then a bit of information about the, mm. what he does with Church Road which is really cool and also what they're mm. what they're planning on next mm. um, album wise from Employed yeah. to Serve uh, so yeah, a good night in the cat house. Um, scoring for that, would you? How could you? Would you score? Oh, it's, it's difficult because
1: we 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 only saw one full set of one band. I would give people slicer a four out of five. I thought they yeah, were really really I'd good agree. for what they had. Um, yep. Going off the three songs I heard, I would be like a four point five on those. I, mm. I genuinely was fucking in with those. Uh, same with employed to serve. Like I would give them a four point five out of five as well from what I saw. And we only really saw the last what. Seven songs, six songs. Yeah. I ended up chatting yeah. to Kate for a while, right? Yeah, <laughs> like I didn't realize, yeah that was a I did not realise it was going to be... Uh, she was very giving of her time. She didn't have yeah. to. She'd just come off stage. Have she said like that, you have five minutes and then you can fuck off, that would have been fine. But she, <laughs> she sat and she chatted and, and really kind of... Nothing was off limits as well. Kind of question wise, mm. she really went in depth. That's another great interview, so and that's launched as well. So you can go away, check that Male Epidemic yeah. YouTube page. You'll see me sitting down with Kate from Pupil so yeah ya. Nice.
0: Um, I'd go three fours right across the board for me. Um, I enjoyed all three bands, pretty much the same, really. I don't know if there was one.
1: What would you give the cat house at a five? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. At now there's not an excuse. There's so many venues in Glasgow that there is absolutely no excuse to to, to play that place. So. Well, uh, uh, the if memory serves, triple G. I think own the cat house. So I think they also own the garage. So.
0: Yes. For the fifth, at the garage, we had. Did we?
1: Did we already? Have we already reviewed Electric Cowboy? Then, was that in the previous podcast? Like, just uh, for those that haven't listened to, it, they're fucking amazing live. If they come to your town, do not fucking miss them. That like, I, if there is one band I'm glad that I saw this year that couldn't have been any further in the middle of my list of bands to see this year, it was Electric Callboy And I think when we come at the end of the year, they may have given me my gig of the year. It's mm. it's fucking nuts. Anyway, I I anyway, know. anyway, fifth. Finch, Finchy. Oh, <laughs> right well let's go let's go one step further two oh. bands opening <laughs> band 20 minute set yep
0: yeah
1: yeah finch played what it is to burn only what it is to burn which is an hour so it's an hour and 20 minutes of music at the garage how much were the tickets <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: it's fucking scandalous man that is, that is literally standing on the streets when I've seen in <laughs> your wallet like <laughs> do you know what I mean I cannot believe that I cannot believe that because I like once we knew what the price was I was like that Filth of the Eternal was the only support band we are going to get a hefty fucking set and I was like that Dave they've got what two, two albums plus the album under the name what fucked and bound or whatever it is bound and fucked or whatever the name was like we'll get maybe 40 minutes from them maybe 45 (laughs) minutes 20 a tight 20 20. and they were out yep yes on a festival where they played like they were supposed to headline at the attic and obviously got your memo saying don't play the fucking attic (laughs) as they end up playing a festival um, at the Hug and the Pint, which we will be back at hopefully in December, but a wee teenage wrist. So, yeah, that'll be good.
0: That sounds cool. Looking forward to that, Duncan. Looking forward <laughs> to <laughs> We've that. We've
1: not recorded this bit four times because of technical <laughs> difficulties. Dave not is, like, all. straining for some <laughs> level of enthusiasm. A, a band we are both enthusiastic about. But, definitely. Um, definitely yeah, interested definitely. in that, Duncan. Definitely. Sign me up.
0: Um, <laughs> let's talk about a little band called Filth is Eternal Filth is um,
1: Laugh Eternal
0: kick, kick, kicking off in the garage which I I don't know how many people actually knew who Filth is Eternal were like, oh no one
1: in that crowd knew who I Filth was. Like, was a, that was the fucking best thing about it is it was all full of fat old Finch fans <laughs> ourselves discluded from that obviously F-O-F-F for yeah. sure. Because <laughs> <laughs> we've got our fingers <laughs> on the pulse. There's a lot of people who had not a fucking clue and by song three were totally like, This is fucking bitching. Yeah. Absolutely. Like they f- f- through sheer force of will mm. forced everyone in there to fucking headbang. So it was amazing.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Only twenty minutes, but fuck me, they packed it in. Um absolutely killer set. They um they played um a lot of stuff from uh, Find Out, which is their yeah. new album, um, and it sounded just as good live as it does. Oh, yeah. Um we, we spoke on the review at length about uh, the band and, and Lisa and you know her her tone the tone um on the night live was just unbelievable. Those her like-
1: vocals, man, are just the tits. Honestly, yeah. they really, really, really are. They're everything I wanted. <sighs> like yeah. we, on our review we were like that i want to see like we were talking about the polish on the new album
0: mm.
1: but like i think we both said see live though yeah that's where it's going to cut right through and it was exactly that the music in the background was less refined and very very razor sharp and her yeah. vocals just sit fucking like epically over the top of that and she is a vicious front woman she punches Holy the fuck shit. at herself
0: yeah wasn't expecting that actually i was expecting a bit of animation a bit of energy but wasn't expecting the violence to be honest yep. um again kind of like the the people the slicer set from the week before it was too bloody short i was just like yeah. i want another 20 minutes of that it was just like i could have watched that all night just so good and it, the even for like support band the sound was pretty good for them as well mm-hmm. um i would be absolutely Hundred percent in for a headliner from Phil's Eternal. If they if they come back to the UK that would I don't think like from the sins of
1: things from our uh, sit down chat, they are working on new material now. I think if they get I don't know if they will be back over to the UK before our new album comes out, but I Mm -hmm. don't think we'll have to wait long after that. I I get the feeling we might see them within a year. So and I'd be very, very, very excited for that
0: yeah check like, out tuts,
1: the... them and tuts could oh. you imagine that like he packed out tuts venue yeah. filth is eternal on stage yeah like headlining we'll book sure. you right like <laughs> we'll, we'll tell you where to go not the cat house um like it's just primed man and like yeah. you say she was so fucking nice like a really smart uh. intelligent like well well spoken like everything she said, you got a feeling that she actually thought about the question. Sometimes yeah. you get the, and I understand that people are tired and have been asked the question a million times. Mm. So you get a kind of answer that you feel like you've run that through. Yes. A couple of times, like like with her, you got the feeling that it was like, it was an idea that she was thinking of right there, right then. And yeah, she sure. wanted to expand on it a bit more. Yeah. As a result, the answers were really full and you didn't really have to do much work, which no. is my favorite sort of interview. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the ones where you could just like, talk to me and they go well let me just tell you a story and you're like i'm gonna get comfy yeah
0: Yeah, super nice um really enjoyed the set nice person and was happy to chat afterwards Mm. and take photos it was just like yeah just just a really nice person um even like after the after the set and we were like heading home she was still texting to say like thanks very much (laughs) like i really appreciate and i was like She's still being relatively like,
1: active on social media, liking things and yeah. reposting things. The interview and all the rest. Like she's like I'd, very, 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 very nice. And yep. um, let me like say, if you
0: get a chance, mm. go check out Filters, the as Eternal. They're oh. fucking great live. Yep, killer. Um, then headlining that evening. Um, we we actually missed the first couple of songs because we were doing an interview with Elvis Eternal. But we have um,
1: differing opinions on this album. We like do. My opinion um, of what is to burn as it gets better about the halfway mark onwards. Yeah. The first couple of tracks are alright. Like you're the other way no. around. So for you, missing that first couple of songs affected your overall feelings. For me, it really did. It kind of just made that a better night. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I I I love the first maybe four. Four or five, maybe, um, and then I feel like the album takes a bit of a decline to be honest. So I kind of missed the, the best part to be honest. Um, if I'm honest, I was kind of underwhelmed by Finch um, and, and they overall... played
1: exactly how I imagine they would have played a headlining set 20 years ago. Which, to be honest with you, nostalgia plays a huge factor into wanting to go and see something like that. It'd be different yeah. if they'd been. I was thinking about this recently. Bands are a lot of bands are doing this sort of thing. I think um, Incubus have just not long finished mm-hmm. uh, doing a Make Yourself tour. Yeah, Incubus have never really stopped, right? No. They're they always been writing albums. They've always been putting in music. So I get the feeling that when you when you go and see Make Yourself, then playing it in its entirety, something they've never done before, mm. that's fresh. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. I hadn't realised that Finch have apparently toured this album
2: yeah.
1: a couple of times over the last decade. So yeah. to me, and you know they, they aren't really actively writing any new music. So mm-hmm. to me, this feels like something you can spin up every couple of years. You're going to have a crowd of people that show up, yeah. you know, for to charge 40 pounds, ticket. <laughs> um, And that's all you really need to do. And it gives you a bit of, you know, fuck you money for the weekend. And that's yeah. about it. But, there was nothing about the performance where I was like, it "I felt Sims like." Better than the album, the album seems better, and I imagine, like I say, I imagine that at the time, if that's how they sounded on tour back then, I would have been like, "Ah, oh, they're an alright live band."
0: I kind of felt like when I was watching them, it looked like they were bored. I, I really didn't feel like there was that <laughs> much energy fucking at all. toured
1: it a hundred million times. Yeah, that, they, this that's, is the. I know, I know. this. It, this is the. So what goes into writing the new album question that every band gets fucking asked? You know, mm. what are you thinking about when you wrote this? It's the... It's hard to have passion about something that, like, hangs. It's like they talk about bands that have that one hit. We spoke about this before we went in. Like, that, bands that have that one song,
2: mm.
1: and that's all you'll ever be remembered for, right?
2: Yeah.
1: And you could write the most interesting, heartfelt complicated you know structurally satisfying music after that but yeah. when you go on stage people want the song that they all know yeah. and I got the feeling that Finch understood that early on Yes. Yeah. probably why they didn't write any more albums <laughs> and as a result of that you get the we're gonna we're gonna reunite and tour this album and then we're not gonna do anything for two years and then we're gonna reunite and <laughs> tour this album mm. um
0: very yeah. flat just a flat performance for yeah, me um, there's no
1: really energy there was nothing i mean it sounded fine that's like my, my best compliment did. was <laughs> it sounded fine mm. but did it send 40 pound fine no it did not no it did not,
0: did not. <laughs> no it did not <laughs> plus like um,
1: filth is eternal or on the other scale right yeah. they've not got that they you don't have that goodwill they are hustling like fuck right now like mm-hmm. Filth is Eternal including their previously named version of themselves have as many releases as Finch yeah <laughs> and they're at the start of their career and you could feel the hustle the energy the we need to get through this now right yep. that's the difference mm. I didn't buy a Finch t-shirt I bought myself a Felthas <laughs> Eternal t-shirt, which does have a giant fucking knife on the front of it, which I can only ever wear in the house. But, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, they were really good. Finch were average.
0: Um, scores for that one. Um, uh, Felt is Eternal, 4.5. Yep. Finch, a... Uh, generous 3.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what I have. Yeah. Yep, spot on with me.
0: Nice. Um, okay, final one. Doesn't stop there, they just keep coming. The night after, Duncan. <laughs>
1: As if. Sick of seeing you, by the way. I know. i have had enough. I fucking I like get me, how the fuck did I get this chicken shit outfit? <laughs>
0: <laughs> we, we then had the pleasure. of of firstly checking out a brand new venue to us in glasgow uh the very famous
1: venue in glasgow (laughs) uh
0: the clyde rooms uh which is basically a part of ibrox stadium um and edmund's home of glasgow rangers the glasgow rangers yeah um yeah it was quite it's quite a cool looking venue it's it's quite new looking um (laughs) ground wasn't new yeah, sticky floors. Oh, <laughs> like, Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> stickier than my pants after a his Eternal gig. <laughs> if you know what I mean.
0: Fair. Um, we were there to see UK Goths Creeper, oh. um, supported by Save Face and The Nightmares.
1: This could be fun to talk about in decompress because I've been thinking about this gig oh, a so. lot since we <laughs> went there. Right. Okay. Specifically, the support bands of which I've now done my due. I'd already done my due diligence on the nightmares, but I oh, had right. not done any due diligence on Saving mm. Face, right. who I okay. had not heard of before we went to see them. Right. Um, so I have some, I have some, uh, I have some opinions, Dave.
0: <laughs> oh, interesting. Um, now, starting off with the nightmares, you actually put me onto the nightmares. Um, Ross put us
1: both onto them. Oh, did like he? Yeah, Ross mentioned them on a podcast that they'd released a brand hmm. new single, and he liked it. So I then was like, because this during recordings, when you got when any, when you're mentioning albums, I'm fucking downloading them then, and I will listen <laughs> right. to them during the week. Right. And he'd mentioned the nightmares as a passing comment,
2: mm.
1: and I was like, I'm gonna like I'll fucking pre-order this album, um, and then the album came out. listened to it. I really like the album. It's kind of. It's got a kind of Smiths vibe. Smiths meets Secure meets Creeper.
0: Yeah, they they I noticed online they class themselves as noir pop,
1: which kind of makes sense. They have yeah. a kind of a kind of like a black and white kind of gothy sort of feel to them, yeah. but the songs themselves have like the their lyrics aren't necessarily all like horror like Creeper. They have yeah. this element which does feel a bit Morrissey yeah yeah <laughs> a bit more meets secure yeah. and um on CD they're good For, oh, like, the, the album is an album I've come back to a few times
0: Firstly, um did not pick up that they were Welsh at all no like, that because was... but they
1: don't even look Welsh no, like, they, they don't. They, they, they've tried their hardest to make themselves not look Welsh yeah. <laughs> or sound Welsh on stage yeah like they are they are they are trying so hard to be American mm. it's unbelievable like <laughs> you know what I mean so like like a fucking band from a stephen king novel (laughs) you come from new
0: england maine you know what i mean um yeah i i liked what i'd heard on the on their new album uh seance um so i was kind of looking forward to to checking these guys out and we were there nice and early getting with the doors oh yes right and doing the front like the youngins um, waiting for the, the first band which to come on which
1: backfired horribly because kids talk a lot of gigs
0: <laughs> oh jesus christ we'll get
1: to it we'll get to dave okay. but anyway the um, nightmares came on i was like give me your sexy wares you opening bastard
0: band yeah the they, um the sound was like the sound was okay i wouldn't say the sound was great it wasn't terrible but it was just somewhere in between and I was thinking, oh fuck, right, this looks it's nice like, have in they here, employed but... the car
1: house engineer? <laughs>
0: yeah, who's working here? Um, they, yeah, as I said, they class themselves as a kind of noir pop, but as you say, they've got a mix of like there's bits of indie in there, goth and rock and yeah. But it's a heavy like... dose of eighties. 80s, eighties 80s, definitely. It's yeah. um, the cure nice, ripping uh, out them. Some nice um kind of dark synths in there as well, yep. um, and the album has some uh, some decent hooks vocally yep. some some good vocal hooks um unfortunately uh, <laughs> live <laughs> oh. the album has some great memorable
1: vocal <laughs> moments but live no one could pull them off no um, they can...
0: <laughs> and I was like I was thinking is this like is this a like a monitoring issue I
1: think it's a monitor issue I just uh, yeah. don't uh, think a band like that could write and perform an album like that at the level yeah, they're true. at, without fucking, I'd like like fucking Timberland fucking sitting doing the you know the, the fucking production on it or some shit like that. Like that, the like the album wasn't recorded in a place where someone is fucking auto tuning things. No, no, they have it in them.
0: Yeah, I think live
1: they do. it was not there. It was, no. a, it was a relatively flat performance and it yeah. came from a couple of angles one there was next to no movement on stage yep the second yep. thing the placement was weird they had the 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 kind of the female vocal synth right in the center of the stage mm. which once again I don't know if that's because of the the layout they had the room they had in creepers gear at the back but yeah. it felt a bit squished it was also greatly off-putting because their main mm. vocals were way off to the side um, he doesn't move at all. Mm. And wore sunglasses for the entire set, which is fucking weird. And then after the set, still, like the sunglasses never came off, yeah. which is fine if you're blind, right? <laughs> but uh, like, there's no excuse <laughs> in a dark room, right? And vocally, he was out. Yeah. Oh, every single song vocally, it was it was out of key. It was, out, it, it was noticeable It made me wince a lot while I was listening yeah. to it. Yeah. And the reason I think it's the Sim on the stage coming back to him is she was also out.
0: Mm. it was all i could focus on to be honest like eh, once i heard like, that i was like this is
1: like, if there's something out of key yeah and you're a musician it is very difficult to unhook that because your brain wants to fix it like yeah. all the time you're listening to it, your brain is like uh half a tone up yeah <laughs> uh, you're singing that flat singing it flat and yeah. uh, now you're sharp what's happening here you, like, you want to fix it and mm. as a result a band that i was genuinely excited to see live disappointed me greatly (laughs) yeah
0: they played uh seven tracks all from their their new album with there was one track one track that wasn't on the album uh cruelly yours which is like a standalone single that they released um and it was just like out out with the kind of dodgy vocals um it just didn't really get things amped up like the 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 vibe wasn't their vibe isn't the most energetic anyway but I was just like, as an opening band, this is a bit of a weird choice. Um,
1: well, they're too close to being in the same lane as Creeper. You know, like if someone was to put like a... If someone was to create like a like a tent and group mm. a lot of bands in, they'd be in the same tent as Creeper, even though they're not Creeper, who are yeah. on the other side of energy and performance and whatnot. They fall under that weird kind of gothy thing that people yeah. don't know what to, to group together. So it's easy to lump them in there. Mm. But... And they're a younger band, so they're still kind of setting themselves out. But it was an awkward set; it was a yeah. very, very, very awkward set. And I kept, I kept fixating on the fact that no one was doing anything. Mm. Like, and right, maybe musically it doesn't command a lot of movement. Yeah. But then go on a different bill then because the two bands that came on after you had much more stage presence. Yeah. And as a result, it made you look like not only was the music a bit flat, but the performance was a bit flat as well.
0: True. Yeah. So, moving on <laughs> to um Save Face, um, a New Jersey based alternative band. Um, they have a couple of albums out on Epitaph Records. Yep. Um, their last being in 2022. Um, and this band I could I could see why they were on the bill with creeper
1: 100 (laughs) like this aligned really really well as in it's in a similar energy vein Mm -hmm. they also have a particular identity that's going on a theme that goes through the music and it's not creeper which made sense you know what i mean they want like you gotta put like it'd be like dillinger escape plan like, oh, we're going to tour. And we're like, who's your support? Oh, fucking, um, we're, we're going to get uh, like Bell and Sebastian talking <laughs> for us. They're like, it's, it's not the same. Like, the, the levels of energy are going to be different between those two bands, right? Yeah. The A support band does not need to be in the same genre or send the same, but no. it needs to have the energy. There needs yeah. to be a connective tissue throughout. And whether you like Saving Face or not, from the moment they hit the stage the energy level went up like a hundred percent like none yeah. of that band sat still at all even the photographer who yeah. was on stage for the entire set yeah was also Asian which I think is racist right <laughs> was like literally like he was fucking sliding across the stage doing like matrix shots and slow motion <laughs> bullet time like everything about them was just high obtaining energy
0: yeah yeah um they, they class themselves as alternative but there's a a big streak of emo in there, um, bit of rock in there, quite theatrical as well at times. Um and all that songs. went
1: through my head was this is a less performative and showy panic at the disco.
0: Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. And trust sure.
1: me, once you've heard them recorded, I don't have you done your due diligence there? Did you go and listen to any of their albums?
0: I, I have, I listened to that. That's literally
1: album. what comes ripping out them for me. Vocally, yeah. he's a bit more refined recorded he's a Mm. bit more loose on stage. Um, But it's in that it it doesn't have the same vocal range, but it has that energy and theatrics, which I thought came across really well live. Mm. They felt like a theatrical band creeper or a theatrical band. So that made a lot of sense. Um, Mm. The big problem for me was the live sound, which (laughs) like might as well have just been like that. Are you the guy who's leading the vocals? no, then you have no sound (laughs) feathers down because there's tons of backing vocals in their tracks, you could not fucking hear them
2: Mm.
1: and there was bits where because he moves around a lot I don't know if they're used to bands moving around a lot, I get a feeling it's a lot of Rod Stewart covers in that fucking (laughs) in that place, you know what I mean Um, (laughs) a lot of static marching bands, if you know what I mean Uh, a lot of flutes, don't know why I'm saying that Turner,
0: <laughs> she's a loud vocalist. So I mean, Yeah. <laughs> just
1: need that like, volume. Like, because he was moving around a lot, there was a lot of feedback from where he was getting too close to a monitor or beyond a point, and they were struggling with that. That I felt like they were just like that. No more distractions. <laughs> like, like the faders <laughs> down for everyone else. Yeah. Um. But they had a lot of the energy. Mm. It's just to me the songs weren't hugely different. Yeah. And that's having listened to two albums of theirs now Mm. the songs all kind of blend into one whereas whether you like them or load them i have a soft spot for panic at the disco which i know means i have to hand my fucking i think he's a great songwriter i do he's got an incredible voice so fuck you right (laughs) um but the thing about his stuff is every track sounds different like he picks a theme and gives everything in that song yeah problem with saving face is it started getting a bit too samey and the performance itself then started getting a bit you had the same moves for yeah. the same parts and the same songs mm-hmm. and it became almost like a routine although his yeah, yeah. energy the energy of the entire band was definitely there yeah and got you in the mood um it was definitely better than the nightmare mm. uh, the yeah i'd say so
0: um, I, I i quite i liked her i like their look like a yep. kind of red kind of red boiler suits and like a slipknot <laughs> kind yeah red boiler um,
1: suits face masks <laughs>
0: shit. i know what you're on about fucking steel drums um yeah i agree i, I think, think that if that
1: wee asian drummer turns out to be the new <laughs> slipknot
0: drummer purely because he wears a red jumpsuit For fuck. Like easy transition um yeah, I agree with you. I think the energy was great. I they they definitely brought that the mood up um in the venue. The band had chemistry between them as well. Oh, you can see them kinda yeah. playing off each other. Bass player was great to watch. She had all the all the moves. Um, you know, and she, the was really kicks and, she was yeah. like, oh, out, really quirky. Like, I thought she was a
1: roadie. Like she came out she like I thought she was a because she was coming at fixing things before the set. Then right. she come up with that and I was like, This roadie's fucking a wee bit full of herself. Um <laughs> it's fucking great on the bass. Yeah, and she was she was doing like spins, jumps, kicks, yeah, um, backing vocals, quirky stuff yeah. like falling over, still playing and all the rest. Just mm. a lot of personality. Like, yeah. just I sure. like that about them. I really, really, really like that about them. Mm. There's um, a problem. The problem is that both those <laughs> bands were on the same bill as Creeper, who have some like they like. I'd, they've been getting the Ivan Drago steroid injections <laughs> and made run up treadmills at like. Forty-five degree angles. Yeah. I saw Creeper before, right? Yeah. I told yeah. you this. They opened for Baby Metal, mm-hmm. which was a weird opening, and they played a set that I was fine with, right? I thought it was okay. I liked all the visual stuff in the background as a band that was at the Barras, um, right. so their sound was great. Interesting. And but their set was very, to me, it felt very disjointed. Felt right. like you were getting like a kind of rockabilly song, then a proper punky song, like mm-hmm. Misfit style and then something came in between, and they had half an hour, and it was over, and I was like, all right, cool. And then Liam, who was there with me that night, um, had basically said to me, oh, yeah, like, like his wife loves Creeper. They're constantly touring. And he's mm. like, that, that, that is a short set for them. They usually play a bit longer. Mm. Since then, they've released, I think they, they finished up their cycle with Roadrunner, uh, right. Like Slipknot, so the drummer will be getting fired. Um, <laughs> and they've just released a brand new album. The brand new album is fucking great, right? Yeah. We both loved it. We reviewed it. Both loved it. Mm. Uh, Sanguivore, fucking great. And um, they came out on stage, and talk about like a, a like a revelation. Like they were fucking excellent. Life,
0: not not even not even that, but even before they came on. They had they had a whole it's like a whole show even from before the first band came on yeah. there was an announcement every yeah. like fucking half hour or something yeah. with this countdown to the creeper set and it was just yeah. like it kept kicking in after the first band they played yeah, it again go and get and your and
1: beer I- now make sure you're back yeah. here this is like, it reminded me of like, like you're old enough to remember this because we're old fuckers right <laughs> atmosphere the video game board game. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. That's what it reminded me of. Like, yeah. the countdown on that, you know. They send here, you little maggot. And you were like, oh, shit, what am I doing here? That game yeah. terrified me. I don't know if I, I... got it for my birthday when I was, like, 10. Yeah. And um, I remember playing it with my friends and putting the tape in. And uh, we were like, oh, just playing the atmosphere and it's really fucking creepy. And um, the very first, like, interaction he has, he had with me. Um, <laughs> and he was like that. Uh, he's like, what is your name, you little maggot? And I was like, oh, it's... Uh, He's like, Answer me! And I'm like, It's Duncan McLeish. He's like, I don't think I got your middle name. And I was like, He knows I've got a fucking middle name. <laughs> <laughs> Demon tape is possessed. Switch off. <laughs> like, it kind of had that countdown vibe. It kept coming in. The music it was synthy and weird and it kept changing. And actually, it kept escalating as the build up came in. She so yeah. had this full thing to the curtain dropping. But even before that curtain dropped. Yeah. You got, like, a a performance artist who must be, like, a...
0: fucking vampire.
1: Came out and told you a little story at the beginning that was tongue-in-cheek. Darcy. Darcy, It was very, very fun. I loved it. She went off stage. She came back on at the end. Um, But everything was primed. And I was like... But part of me feels there's a a certain thing where I'm like, the band is trying too hard. Mm. Like, if you're using too many gimmicks, that usually means you're hiding something. Mm. Um, They're hiding. Fuck all. Like, (laughs) that set was about as immaculate a set I've seen this year like Electric Cowboy and Creeper Mm. in terms of bang for your buck are there like yeah. it was a full-on fucking show like everything was choreographed there was costume changes mm. there was interactions conversations even the bits with all that like, all right we'll just give our we'll just give our keyboard backing vocalist a song to play and she fucking nailed it to a point where i was yep. I, like the hair on the back of my neck was standing up when she was singing she was yeah. that fucking good they got to the end of her set and i i was like that they're they're gonna be huge. Like I was actually like, they're yeah. gonna be fucking huge. Like, and I I imagine there's a lot of people being on the creeper train for a while. Mm. I've I've listened to them. Like we spoke about this. Well, I wouldn't ca- I wouldn't have called myself a fan, mm. but I liked their stuff. Yeah. After that set, I'm in. Like yeah. I will singing the praises to everyone. Like I've been listening to the new album more than I was when I was reviewing it. <laughs> it's maybe even went up a point five for me. <laughs> It floored me how good they were, like, yeah.
0: I, yeah, I agree. I thought it was an absolute masterclass. And that, like, it was a long set. Um, they did like 20 songs. Um, opening with uh, further than forever, which is yeah. the, the opening track on their new album. It's over nine minutes long. <laughs> yeah. uh, and we said, as
1: fuck is what I call it, <laughs> yeah. And it, it's live review, as well,
0: <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, it's 100. <100%, laughs> um, we said, like, this is going to be a perfect set opener oh, um yeah. and it was it was fucking theatrical it was gothic it was yeah gave neat-wolf. you effort like every song
1: after that had an element of that song
0: yeah tied everything yeah, in absolutely um i what i didn't really the fact i think the fact they didn't take the opportunity just to promote that album was really yeah. really cool um Sang-Vo was amazing and they played a lot off it but they also brought in all these older tracks as well um, a lot of stuff from the first album, um, Eternity in Your Arms, mm-hmm. um, including that the kind of acoustic uh, rendition of Crickets with Hannah Greenwood on vocals, yep. which was just incredible. Um, I, I said to you at the time, like, she could front her own band easily. I was like,
1: why is she not fronting her own band?
0: I have no idea. She's she honestly, short, I
1: and I, I, I don't see this as someone who's just being flippant here, as someone that actively enjoys Paramore and yeah. has seen Paramore live this year, and they mm. fucking rocked. She could front a band like that comfortably. Yeah. Or like and I loved a bit like the confidence. Yeah. She was like, right, these guys are off here, right? You're staying with me. Let's let's get into this. And she oh her voice was fucking incredible. Unbelievable. Absolutely incredible. You're um, right, this the older stuff because it has a different vibe. Yeah. Because that's that kind of rockabilly, punky yeah. misfitty at times vibe about it. You get mm-hmm. these bursts of high octane energy. Yeah. What sit, really really great as a palate cleanser between these more theatrical Mm. songs from sanguivore which are more based on the you know it's like we're got like we have our moments and this is the bit the crowd sings this is the bit we do this Mm. and they these short sharp uh, because all those songs are relatively not they're over four minutes most of the songs in the new album but Mm. you get these tracks that were like two minutes long and they would bluster through them or rapid punk pace and then it would set up the next movement or someone yep. would go off stage and change costume or come back on. It mm. was it, the the set list itself was meticulously planned. Great set,
0: yeah. Loved it. Loved the old stuff. Um they finished things off with uh Chapel Gates from Sangvore, mm. Hiding with Boys and uh, Misery from their first album and then off and back on for an encore of Cry to Heaven. Yeah. Which at the time i was like this is amazing i didn't think about it till afterwards like that was fucking genius like that is a track that could open a set it could work in the middle of a set as a like pick me up for the crowd but the fact they kept it to the very end just shows the level these guys are at now it was like fucking we're just going to drop this right at the end you've
1: got that ghost quality about them yeah like like ghost are a band that over time have refined that act to like, something really, really, really special now. And mm. as a result of that, they have a handful of, like, stone-cold bangers that they could yeah. choose just to close it. But it would not surprise me if they opened or put them in the middle or anything. They just have them in the pocket. Creeper are there. Honestly, yeah. I... I agree. They talk about... There's a lot of debate going on about, right now, which is like, always makes me smile, about the new announcements of download headliners. Mm. Because none of them are old bands. Which like the same people last year were complaining that the download headliners that were announced were all old bands. So mm. it's kind of like middle ground. Yeah. Creeper, I honestly think Creeper are... The, the trajectory keeps going. Within oh. five years, could easily headline download. The, yeah. the crowd were eating out the... I said to you at the time, I was like, they could have played the Academy, like yeah. Electric Cowboy did, and they could, the crowd eating it. They could play beyond that. That yeah. the They are a band poised for fucking greatness and they they do it live. That's the yeah. thing. They do it. I, I love that aspect about them. Like you could see everyone doing all their parts live. There was a bit where the bass fucking stopped working and I could yeah. see them fucking around with it to get it working. It just so happened to land at the bit where the bass wasn't really needed. Yeah. Um but everything got fixed in time flip kick
0: back in mm. um yeah like just incredible they uh, they finished it off with a a kind of Blade esque rave track at the end. Well, yeah,
1: like like they, they started playing like the, the the rave song. Kicked in, and you looked at me a bit confused, and I was like Blade, and then you looked at me, and I was like that. We want to stand back. Like <laughs> yeah. I was like I remember what happens in this movie. It's a bloodbath. Um, yeah. Thankfully, the 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 head that they were using to spray blood wasn't really working, and she only got a, a really a, a good three jets out of it. 'Cause I do not masturbation exercise we only get like a good three squats and then you're hitting that at the side to see if there's anything left but nothing else is happening. Um no.
0: Oh okay. Jesus. Uh yes. Um yeah, I totally agree. I think they are they are definitely on the road to big things. Like yeah. the the Clyde rooms is not big enough for Creeper anymore. That that's like
1: they hadn't even sold out the Clyde rooms and I get the feeling that's one because it was in the Clyde rooms and two, because they booked that during a very busy month. Um yeah. I think they'll get back out, hopefully do another headline and tour before they'll definitely be back at for another headline oh, and tour. Yeah. I'd like to see a bigger venue for mm.
0: them. Because, Barrels would be perfect. Yeah. Barrels. Oh, 100%,
1: oh, of course, of mm. course. And I, I think, that's what the that's what we need now from Creeper. I think that that level now it's just going to take a couple of people a bit longer to catch up, and once they have, they're going to be in with the bricks. Yeah. So,
0: uh, okay. Oh. Uh, s- scores for that show um, kicking off the nightmares. Two. Yeah, I was between two, two point five. Two. I agree with you. Two on yep. that one. Uh, save face. Three for three. me. Three. Yeah. Three. three? For me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And Creeper. Five. Five. Easy. <laughs> Fucking the eas- easy
1: five. one of the easiest fives I've had to give out this year for a live band. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was a perfect set. I yeah. um I actually am super excited to go and see them again. Yeah. So
0: for sure. There we go. That's the gig roundup. Uh we'll be chatting uh, upcoming gigs. No, I mean, there's um, no more gigs this year. <laughs> <laughs> we have one more month to go, Duncan. No more gigs. Um, Isn't
1: that December has every band coming?
0: Oh, there's a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> uh, we're we'll chatting about yeah. upcoming gigs later on in the podcast. Going to take a quick break, gonna play you some music, and give you a little uh, little breather from our voices. Um, the first single of the podcast comes from Nordic heavy noise rockers Baron Wom. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Baron Wom
1: <laughs> <laughs> Right. Is that Baron as in B E R R E N? Yes. Or is that Baron as in the Lord of a place? <laughs> yeah. i am the lord of the womb <laughs> twist my mustache sit on my fancy throne barren womb
0: no uh All right. Baron with an e um, right.
1: as in nothing in it yes yeah okay
0: uh <laughs> they have released um their fourth album lizard lounge which was a bombastic slab of modern noise rock in the vein of daughters mets and viagra boys to critical acclaim through loyal blood records in 2020 they have played close to 300 300- Played close, even to 300 shows in the US and Europe so far, sharing stages with among others Entombed, AD, Voivod, Conan, and aberrot uh, and have played. <laughs> I know, and I've played festivals like SXW, SXSW, uh, talon Music Week, uh, and a couple of Norwegian festivals which I'm not going to pronounce. Um, chemical, tardig- Tardigrade,
1: SXSW, South by Southwest. Yes. Just in case you didn't know. Okay, cool. It's just uh, like you were saying that as if to say, This is fucking made up. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of letters slammed together. Give me a gimme a vowel. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking worst game of Kim Down ever.
0: The the duo's fifth album. Duo, you have me ju-
1: in, sir. That's uh, how you get
0: me in. Chemical tardigrade. Um Uh it will be out digitally and on limited vinyl through <laughs> fucking north pole records <laughs> which is what santa says
1: when people ask him where he lives it's the fucking north pole right uh, that will be
0: out on uh, february 16th 2024 um this is their first single it's called squat walker <laughs>
1: I swallowed in time there. I swallowed in time there because my beer would have went over my fucking monitor uh, you Oh can
0: we've all done them a out. squat walk. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> check them out. Facebook.com forward slash BaronWoom um, if you dig it. And we'll be right back after this. This is Squat Walker.
2: They say that
0: Some okay. hate you so much.
1: <laughs> Some people like hate is such a strong word. Is it? <laughs> Cunts a strong word Hate's fine, right? Mother um. God. Can so, we just take a second? We, actually, we can, sure. Before we go any further, what would you like to say? Say there are a few things in this. Occasionally we get feedback, right? Okay. And that feedback from from the occasional band band member or PR is like that. You know, we want to thank you for taking the time, mm. spending the time, because <laughs> we go long, um, <laughs> chatting about the thing we did. We never know how it's going to be perceived, received, or, you know, if it even is going to connect with anyone, and we want to thank you for what you do. And I mm. love that, because that's directly a band coming back to us. Yet, no band... To date, has made an Instagram montage <laughs> of every time we've told that person we love them, interspiced with video clips of them telling them back to us that they love us too. Like our buddy Brad Boatwright, who made maybe the greatest thing that's ever happened on Instagram, mm-hmm. and one. Like, if out of context and played back-to-back, it makes us sound kind of creepy and stalkerish. <laughs> I understand that. But he managed to defuse it by telling us he loved us back. I mean, it's that kind of awkward way when you're with a girl the first time you're like, I love you, and they're like, that's great. you like, <laughs> she didn't say she didn't love me. Um, so I'll just keep saying it until she eventually does. Um, yeah. No, like, um, he created a little video montage of our love for him and his love for us and it is one of the funniest best um and also a, like a scathing indictment on clearly how not busy he is <laughs> seven albums a week coming out he's got time to make instagram montages i know i know We can get the finger at brad <laughs> love you brad um so yeah now that we've got that out of the way yeah
0: <laughs> speaking of um, busy was it a busy month for you with albums Steve? tell you what duncan I didn't foresee this, or maybe I should have. I've been listening to a lot of blackmail over the last month. This is your fault? This is... I don't know if it's the winter months coming in that's bringing a bit of blackmail with it. but Or maybe it, the fact you picked a couple albums that were blackened to review. I did, but then there have been more that have just popped up and been like, oh, let's have a listen to this. And it just happened to be another blackmail album. I oh, don't know what's going on. Did they? <laughs> um, so... I wonder what this those. new
1: Emperor album sounds like. <laughs> or never heard of this band <laughs> before. Gorgoroth.
0: Emperor. But yeah, we'll get into that. Uh let's chat about albums we've been listening oh. to. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna kick off with some prog though. I know I just spoke about blackmail. Kicking off a wee bit of prog. Um this year has given us some pretty cool prog releases. Not gonna it's lie, It's
1: given us some. Um,
0: pretty good proggy <laughs>
1: albums. Are you feeling proggy?
0: A wee bit. A wee, a wee bit, bit um, And another one came in. Um, I checked out the new album from French Progressive Metal Band.
1: <laughs> Dave. This is the name of it. Like, this French Progressive Metal Band are called Dave um, because they, they might as well have just called themselves Dave because they've pretty much written the album for
0: Dave. <laughs> um they are called teotopia oh <laughs> yeah uh the new album's called glitch um it probably it probably sits in the more modern side of things um uh, it's so it's like here. progressive metal uh, a bit proggy um wee bit of genty in there as well um oh but with a more we kinda like, no,
1: you're starting to make me like dave <laughs>
0: with a more losing,
1: you? I've gone into a
0: tunnel. <laughs> With a more like alternative meets traditional prog style in the vocal melodies, if that makes sense. Oh, um, right. kind of pretty groove laden, uh, which worked for me. um Plenty of like palm muted kind of jumpy, gentle rhythms. Dude, dude, dude,
1: dude, 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 dude. Yep. Yeah, I've got um, the. M-
0: the melodies are are kind of hooky as well, which I kind of liked. um There is, you know, you you can pick up little bits of like a wee bit of pe- uh, periphery in there or Tesseract or monuments, whatever. um If you like that type of thing. Well worth checking out nothing here that's reinventing the wheel um it's not like end of year list stuff but de- decent at what they do um, i hadn't heard of them before um but they're definitely on my radar now Teotopia is the name of the band and a uh, glitch is the name of the and album and how
1: are you spelling Teotopia?
0: that's a T A O, T O P I A.
1: thank you very much
0: use it Up in a on. sentence <laughs> <laughs> Um
1: <laughs> I fucking hate myself. I, I should just be called the Great Derailer. <laughs> What's your job? Well I derail conversations.
0: <laughs> um If you haven't heard the new album from Year of the Knife How dare you? Then
1: then <laughs> No Love Lost. It's on my fucking radar, Dave.
0: Oh what? Stop what, what you're doing and get on this train. This is <laughs> Twenty minutes of yep. the most savage, savage, emotionally charged, metallic mm-hmm. hardcore that you'll hear in
1: 2023. It's right for the jugular. Oh fuck! <laughs> There's no. This is the like the the you know, like. Remember when you used to like go to a budget supermarket and buy no frills beans? This is no <laughs> frills music. There's no room for frills. <laughs> this is like right for the fucking, right for the
0: sack. You Oof, know what I mean? Jesus. Um. Yeah. Raw as fuck. Um, yeah. takes no prisoners, sounds utterly killer, turns out, big Kurt Ballou on the <laughs> studio desk there um, <laughs>
1: Why does that not surprise me?
0: No, uh, goes hard, like loads of big like chuggy, hardcore riffs big beatdowns um, chaotic drums uh, savage vocals from uh, Maddie Watkins And mm-hmm. uh, you've also got some guest appearances on there from Dylan from Full of Hell and Devin from Sangwa Sugabog So, plenty of guttural shit on there as well. Did not disappoint in the slightest. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Year of the Knife, no love lost. Uh, Next. What have you you got, Duncan? Share. I've I've got Zig by Poppy. Oh, for fuck's sake.
1: Do you think it is easy (laughs) or not easy at Sumerian Records... To market Poppy. (laughs) On that label? (laughs) Well, we're going to get to in a second because (laughs) they've released a single which has been playing rent-free in my head for about (laughs) fucking since just before Halloween that you sent me, and I was like, yes. Yes, this is exactly what I need. I mean, I understand the signing of Poppy with I disagree, right?
0: Mm. Mm
1: -hmm. I get it. I get it. I am now struggling to get the strategy. Mm. She's clearly an artist that... Right, the, the big thing to know about her is... I believe this is still the case. She is engaged to or romantically linked to the guy that does a lot of the production in her music. Right. As she was before she turned metal. And that previous person was the one that did all the pop stuff. <laughs> and right. she started seeing someone who was a bit more metal-y. And then the music went metal-y. Right? Right.
0: right. I'm with
1: And you. I just want to stress... She can do both really, really, really well. That mm. uh, uh, Spit cover that we, we did a reaction to earlier on in the year was fucking mint, right? And mm. I, I, I disagree, I fucking love, right? Since then, there's been a handful of tracks on the various things she's released that I'm into and I really like and other stuff around what like that. I appreciate you swinging for that. I don't think it necessarily fits musically or your tone isn't quite there yet. Or actually... It feels like it should be on something else. Mm. And to her credit, she doesn't appear to be a person that stays in the moment long. So it's constantly evolving. Yeah. I was very curious to see where Zig was going to land because we've went through the kind of shoegazy, distorting fucking metal, new metal... I disagree. The previous album was very grungy and noise rocky. And then we were moving into Zig where of the tracks I would heard, it seemed a bit more electronic focused, which is our background, where she comes from originally. And um, Zig is a hugely inconsistent album. Mm-hmm. What's weird about it is the inconsistencies removed from the album. I all actually, there isn't a song I dislike on this. It's in the context of an album, I don't think it flows at all. I think every time I feel like I get a grasp of the direction the album's going, it actually 180s on itself and it takes me one or two songs to pick up the flow again and I'm like, right, I've got you, I've got you, and then it does it again, which is very unsatisfying as a listen throughout and as a result it's become an album that in the what three weeks it's been out i've only ever really revisited for short bursts on certain tracks as opposed yeah. to the full album which is a shame i don't think i think she's got a versatile vocal i like the production that goes in this is a producer's band you can hear that it's mm. full of glitch and full of audio techniques that are really really cool hooks are there yeah. it's just completely inconsistent there's no through line On I disagree there was a through line all the way through it she managed to mash a lot of weird styles into a listen that cohesively went through like when you got a bit of shoegaze something came in afterwards it was kind of dreamy poppy but heavy metal and then you got something more metal after that but it linked into what you got and even the, the book ending of the opening track and the closing track being the same
2: mm-hmm.
1: is very fucking smart I just feel we've lost sight of that now and it's actually become more about the gimmick which is a shame because if anything the first album should have been more about the gimmick and we should now be about the identity and I feel like Zig is a bit of an identity crisis. It's like a midlife crisis when she's still like, what, 22 or something? (laughs) Um, It just feels like she hasn't she's either being told here are the songs you're singing on Mm. right, which is a possibility (laughs) or She's hearing something and going, "I want to do a song like this, and I also want to do a song like this, and can we get a song like this?" And as a result, no one's saying, "Right, that's not thematically going to work on an album very, yeah. very well." Like I say, there's not a bad song on it production-wise; it's fucking top quality. It's just who its so disjointed in parts that it's not a satisfying listening. I was thinking about even if I took all the songs and I tried to reorder them, I don't think there's a way to reorder this to make it feel like a cohesive listen. There's just tracks on here that feel like they should be on another release somewhere else. So it's a shame. But if I'm Sumerian, I'm like that. How do we market Poppy? Because every time we think we've got a strategy of this is what she sounds like, she fucking tears it up for our paper. So (laughs) did you give it a listen to?
0: Yes, I did, Duncan. Did anything I say make sense? It kind of did, actually. Yeah. Right. Um. You you put it way better than I could, to be honest. Uh, right. What I was gonna say. Uh,
1: <laughs> it's not bad. Like it, it's not bad. It just doesn't work on an album. Um. <laughs> right. You disagree.
0: I disagree. Aha, with see that. what I did there. I disagree. <laughs> uh. Yeah. I I could have picked maybe two songs that I liked. Um. The rest just did not do How it for do me. You. <laughs> at all um, we've, we've spoken
1: before Poppy should release as her next album a cover of late 90s new metal <laughs> yes. and she would fucking shag the life out of that no, I <laughs> it.
0: yes you should um, I checked out the new album from um, Wayfarer mm. American Gothic um, saw a lot of people giving this props online um, oh. <laughs> so I gave it a wee, wee spin uh, they are from Colorado um and this is this is extreme black metal but with a country meets americana slant
1: yeah well like if you've seen their 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 (laughs) headshots and all that they wear cowboy hats goth (laughs)
0: cowboys goth yes they are um it's it's quite niche um but actually not bad at all um i i've said before i tend to like my black metal when it's fused with something else uh, i don't think i've ever heard it sound quite like this to be honest mm. so um like cowboy hats off to them for doing something with a bit of originality <laughs> here
1: uh, <laughs> i like my cowboy black metal like i like my coffee dave in a ceramic <laughs> cup in a place where i can be the book in peace <laughs>
0: Quite niche again. <laughs> yeah. Very um, niche. hard to find quite... that band. We're still <laughs> looking. <laughs> um, it's it's mostly kind of it's quite a mid-paced tempo when it comes to like the black metal side of things. i this out
1: because that oh, cool. like, you saw this posted a lot on on X, formerly known as Twitter. Um,
0: Alright,
1: I, I think it's cool. I think it's cool. Once yeah. again, I don't think it all holds together. Yeah. Um. I think there's some ideas where I'm like, that's like we could maybe stretch yeah. that out a little bit more. We kind of touch it, but don't really necessarily go body.
0: Um, yeah. And then there's I other think, bits where I was like that. That's all right. I think they throw enough elements into it that you don't really notice that kind of mid pace running all the way yeah. through. Um, the album kind of starts fairly heavy with that kind of quite a gnarly kind of black metal tone goes pretty hard um but as the album goes on it it brings out a lot more kind of atmospherics and you know kind of cleaner sections in the middle so it does give you a decent balance overall um enjoyable um and a bit bit different definitely worth a listen um they are interestingly hitting the uk um on the enslaved and svalbard tour (laughs) that's actually a good place
1: for them to be honest with you
0: so uh, I'm, I'm interested they're playing uh, sleigh in uh, Glasgow on the 9th of March we uh, need with... to
1: interview them in cowboy hats and
0: cowboy boots <laughs> <laughs> so um, I could cowboy be cowboy
1: hats cowboy boots half kilts so, <laughs> kind of mini Scots <laughs> oh my god true Scotsman though right <laughs> we do the basic instinct thing of like folding our legs <laughs> over when we chat to them <laughs> see how much their composure holds we'll find out which one cracks first
0: okay or whose crack shows first um (laughs) really (laughs) uh, what else what else um checked out the new album from a portland blackened hardcore hardcore trio Mm uh called magdalene Mm. um they just put out a new album called the the dying process um which is i think it's their second album um again probably more on the the black metal side of things than it is the the hardcore side of things <laughs> what are you um doing? i don't know but uh there's definite there's like a crossover between the two um that they kind of like shift between throughout the album and um, pretty good it's, it's got a kind of quite a nice kind of nasty side to it that they'll they kind of let out on every track but there's also this kind of Dose of like bleak melody, um, in there as well from the guitars. Um, vocally it's like eighty percent on the black metal, black metal side with like a little twenty percent of hardcore on there, mm. a wee bit of death metal in there as well vocally. But he's got a really cool rasp, really cool tone to his voice, which I dug. Um, it's a weird one. I haven't seen any other sites talking about this. Um, so it just came up on my my Spotify, and I was like, okay, check this out. Um, so it sounds like it's kind of flying under the radar a bit. Um, but cool blend. Quite enjoyed it. Uh, Magdalene and the Dying Process. Uh, if you fancy a bit of that, uh, what about you? Anything else you want to? Yes, yeah, Spiritual off? Cramp, uh,
1: who I mentioned two podcasts ago, where they had a split EP out, which was really, really cool. Mm. Um, kind of punky, right? Uh, this is a full-length, uh, full-length self-titled album. Um, I, I think this might be their debut, their oh. proper debut. Has a kind of eighties vibe on the vocals, mm-hmm. um, kind of a little bit kind of public image, um, and musically it's really really cool. It's kinda, it like it has a throwback kind of late eighties early nineties vibe, a bit of kind of indie vibe. Uh, really really well produced. It's out on Blue Great Music. Um, mm-hmm. Here's the big selling point for you, Dave: cool. ten songs, yeah, twenty five minutes. Ooh. give me gimme give gimme give gimme give and gimme again um <laughs> me so I've, I've spun it a few times um i think it's really really good i, want, I don't think it's exceptional it will remind you of about 17 other bands mm. but it holds together really well it's a really satisfying listen. they've got like kind of high octane stuff they they know how to pull it back and give you something in the mid-range and something more heading towards a kind of slower track um, but it's really well put together. Musically, it's it, it's produced like perfect for their sound. Mm. And there's another one where, similar to what you were just saying before, I haven't really seen anyone talking about them, Yeah, which is kind of weird because um, yep. I get the feeling this one probably could have quite a groundswell of people that would enjoy it if they gave it a chance. So yep. that's Spiritual Cramp nice. with their self-titled album, Spiritual Cramp. Do you see what I did there? Okay. Um, I want to get this out of the way because I need to, before I explode, uh, gallows or gallows or gravels <laughs> or because we're shoving letters in it that are not in the English language. Um, new artist, um, signed by Sumerian yep. Gallo. Um, although it's a V instead of an E because we're being all cool and hip. Um, he is apparently... A goth rapper, <laughs> I did my goth research on this rapper. one, right? right? I was like, a goth rapper, in other words, a cunt, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound like anything I want to fucking check out. But you'd hit me up, and more like that, even Sumerians getting on the old uh, <laughs> this kind of goth waves kicking in just now. Yep. So we better get in, we better get someone that can do goth weave, mm. um, and you sent me the single and I thought we were going to eviscerate it. Mm-hmm. And um, it's really fucking good. <laughs> uh, it's fucking great, Dave. <laughs> um, and I kind of hate myself for loving it as much as I do. But then out of nowhere on fucking Halloween, you released the EP. Because that's what mm. you do on Halloween, Dave. You're like, that. I could just do this or I could just release... EP, um, and it's fucking great. It's G V L L O W, so Gallo, but mm. give, Vilo, <laughs> give That, um, no, it's how cool. would describe it? Um, it's big moody eighties goth, yeah, uh, with good production. And if you this is the we what this is the beast milk effect in full effect. <laughs> I think they've opened a the door. Yeah. That has taken a few years for bands to cotton on to, but especially through their work as Great Pleasures. Ghost has a big fucking thing on this as well. Ghost's last album was Goth as Fuck. Yep. And now we're getting a lot of this. Uh, Final Gasp have released a Goth Punk Thrash album this year mm. and Gavulo's Gallo, gvvvv, however, we're pronouncing it. Um, I'm eager to check out the album. Mm-hmm. It's moody. It's gothy. Its chorus is catchy as fuck. That's all you need. I just want to stand in a darkened corner with a drink that's black <laughs> and a long leather black jacket, which no longer fits me because I'm heavier than I was when I owned one. And um, like pass scorn and judgment at people that are not cool enough to be in my gang. Um, very, very, very good. I'll be interested to see what he's got. Albums that before you can tell that money's been spent under production this time around. Oh, the right. unrefinedness is not giving to the sound. Right. Very kind of even vocally, it doesn't sound polished mm-hmm. on the previous stuff, but now with better production, sounds a lot better. So he is someone that we will um we'll keep an eye on. Uh, mm-hmm. The the new track is called Last Dance. He's released a. EP three tracks with It's So Cold and Pray to God and all three of them are really 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 good. So Sumerian Records Gallo is the artist, but it's G V L L O W. There we are. Good call on that one, Dave. Dave had nice. a finger on that pulse. He was like,
0: Gimme your goth <laughs> Yeah, it's good. I enjoyed that. Um uh, our man uh Rick reviewed the new album from Crystal Coffin uh just oh, recently what on the site. Name. Yep. Uh, they've got a new album it's called The Curse of Immortality um, and when he sent him the review he review, was like Dave I think you should check this out I think this might be up your street I know you don't love black metal but I think you should have to listen to this <laughs> I, I, mean, I know you don't love black metal
1: which isn't true from the albums you've been listening to the last <laughs> yeah. couple of weeks I'm coming Any around <laughs> I'm
0: a coming around the mountain
1: when you come yeah I'm like, I know what's going to happen here January's going to
0: swing around now
1: nah, that's fucking black metal
0: bitch <laughs> This is this is again a wee bit different. Uh, it's a kind of melodic black metal trio from Canada. Uh, been on the go since twenty sixteen, uh, and this one is a kind of a nice blend of melodic black, but with a futuristic streak um, in the synthesizers. Duncan. don't
1: hear you fucking no, Rick. I look at you, Rick. <laughs> trying to like um, you get Duncan into it just tell him there's sci-fi sense <laughs> yes and i don't know is. what that way you can't just throw a
0: buzzword in there and i'll be yep.
1: sci-fi um, sense,
0: see. <laughs> bit, there's also there's a wee bit of a wee bit of kind of like a proggy feel in some of the lead work as well at okay. times but it's quite a modern feel overall for a black metal album um but it also it, it kind of makes it a little bit more accessible to listen to as well um it's cold and bitter like black metal should be but there's something Something kind of relaxing about it at the same time. I don't know what it is, but I felt myself just kind of drifting in and kind of sinking into it. Um, This is their third album. Um, So it definitely piqued my interest to go back and check out um, what they've done before. Uh, Crystal Coffin, The Curse of Immortality. Worth a wee listen if you like your black metal with a wee dose of something else. Check that one out. Um, New Suffocation. they talk about New Suffocation. (laughs) Um, Suffocation,
1: no breathing, don't get... Papa Roach,
0: I? no? no? Uh, kinda, but not really. Not um, really. Suffocation. Not. Uh, death metal band, Duncan. Um, oh, yes. It's having a, the, I don't know if you know about this, but death metal
1: is popular these days. Is it? The yeah, death metal, is I, it? I think there's been at least an album out this year that's
0: been okay. <laughs> Interesting. Um, crept out of nowhere. Um, Hymns from the Apocrypha is the yep. new album. Um, I'd say... Could be the best thing they've done in the last ten years. Um slightly heavier than their previous I, album. I dug this.
1: I did dug um, it's another one where I'm like that. I'm in the mood for d- listen, I'm apparently I'm apparently a fan now. Paul Kearney is even commenting online that I apparently like <laughs> death metal now, which means that's that's how you know that you're a, a fan of know. something when Paul yep. Kearney recognises <laughs> you it. So I was like, let's check it out and like they are turning, aren't they?
0: They are coming I'm over next year.
1: Very excited off the back of this album because I thought this was slamming.
0: Yeah, um, I'd say slightly heavier than the last album, um, more rewarding than the last album as well. Um, it's suffocation at the end of the day. Like, there's not a massive shift in anything new, but um, I like the fact that they can still find new ways to kind of hammer home the same kind of brutal point that i are making. <laughs> that makes sense. Um the the new vocalist um also brings a, a new tone to the mix. Um I think I think some people were worried when like Frank Mullen was like, oh, that's me, I'm done. This yeah. is fa- farewell tour and all that and we're like, oh fuck, what we're we gonna do. But um Ricky Myers, who's now um the kind of front man and he filled in for him a couple of times on tour as well he's a really good replacement um he's also he's the drummer for Discord, which is like <laughs> all right okay um but as a vocalist I actually got a really cool tone and it fits very well with the the suffocation um material um even the older stuff as well um it's, it's probably it's not a it's not an end of year list contender for me but it's definitely a, it was an enjoyable one i dug it um, so if you like your, your old school death metal, um, but this one, you know, it's got a wee, wee bit of kind of modern touch to it. Um, Hymns from the Apocrypha is a new suffocation release. Check that one out. Um, while we're on death metal, um, let's just talk about the new Cranium album. Um, Not where I thought you were going, but I like oh, it. Keep going. Um, so this is a unique leader release. Kind of kind of slamming kind of death metal. Um, it's the, that stuff with the right pingy snare drum um <laughs> if you like that it'll probably scratch the itch it's fucking heavy like it's just super so yeah they only have
1: is. one level and that's heavy.
0: <laughs> they do this is like super brutal um really like thick wall of sound production and it just it's one of those albums that sounds like it's just caving your head in for the whole fucking entirety of it um not like anything wild in terms of like formula or song structure but um I like i like an album that delivers on the riffs and this one delivers on the riffs like it's just like loads of cool kind of like standout riffs and you're just like yes fucking go for it um i enjoyed it for that alone um really kind of satisfying kind of heavy slamming death metal big rapid blasts grotesque fucking slamming breakdowns even some bass booms in there which aren't needed at all but <laughs> it just makes it sound even more disgusting um if you like that kind of like devourment or um, abominable putridity, then that type of thing, Cranium definitely check them out if you haven't already. Um, probably one of the heavier death metal releases I've heard this year. Um, it's called Scriptures of Vicennial Defilement. <laughs> nice, <laughs> of course, it rolls it is. off the tongue. Yeah. So that's my that's my death metal. Um, was there any other death metal I checked out?
1: Yeah, Autopsy released an album autopsy autopsy I'm sure it is, unless it's a re-release I listen to ashes, organs bloods and crips here goes Dave looking back
0: oh that oh yeah 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 that came out um was that end of September or October I can't
1: remember well I'm only getting Dave September was like the busiest month ever right <laughs> we didn't talk about it then so let's talk about it oh now. no it was
0: October it was October, it was October. right
1: okay. so back the fuck off
0: yeah yeah <laughs> That was October. Stand back, yeah,
1: back the fuck off. Give me some (laughs)
0: space. I don't know. I'm I'm not sure about this one.
1: I quite liked it. Oh, I'm fucking love it. It's a bit raw sounding. It's a bit Mm. unpolished and unrefined. Um, Turns that I hadn't listened to a ton of autopsy stuff before. When Mm. I listen to that, turns out a lot of their stuff is unpolished and unrefined. (laughs) So apparently, this is par for the course. Although the the album artwork should have given that away because it does look like someone's done it in MS Paint. <laughs> um there's no way you get around it. it. I kinda dug it. It's got I think it does exactly what it says on the tin. Mm. Yeah, if I does. heard like We're Called Autopsy and then the band played a song, this is kinda how I wrote the sound. Mm.
0: Yeah. It's
1: cheesy. Um it's kind of old, 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 old school. Yeah. And there's no ears or graces about it. And it kinda delivers a one directional version of death metal. Yeah. which doesn't really stray too far from the path, but it delivers it in a very competent way, which made for a relatively satisfying listen. So um,
0: yeah, it's about already. a
1: 40-minute album. It's not The problem is, once again, it's up against...
0: This is the problem.
1: Like, some of the best death metal that you will hear probably this decade has come out, yep. th- like, in the last three months. So as a result, it was fine to listen to, but instantly you're comparing it against everything else that's come yeah. out. And on that one, it falls... A wee bit short
0: yeah there's a huge a resurgence this year on old school death metal so
1: no clue where it's come from but i'm in like flynn on it and yeah. um, spirit box released an ep
0: oh yeah yeah i never actually listened to it but yeah it sort of i did out. right what about it
1: i mean it's fine it? like I, i've <laughs> okay. not like my integers of interest on in this one have not really moved right i think she is an exceptional vocalist i think musically they're okay Okay. like i don't think there's i i think is there's it wildly different from their no album not really no, no. Not a bit heavier but right i think they're missing something right they're missing something that makes some angular and different to like musically they're what happens when when you have and she's not a gimmick but for all intents and purposes, the way she's reviewed is as a gimmick. Look at this. I'm sorry. This is what people say: attractive, demure female who has an incredible singing voice, but can scream like a man. Mm. And that's that's how even the metal press are reviewing her. Which in fucking 2023, I think we should all be fucking hat. Well, when I say we should all, not us, because <laughs> we're not like that. Should be hanging our heads in shame. She's not the first one to be able to do this. She won't be the last. And I remember having that conversation with Lisa Mm -hmm. uh, when I said female fronted. And she's like, isn't that just like, why do we have to say female fronted? And I was like that, because if you don't, the assumption is when 90% of all the metal bands that you listen to are male fronted, if you don't distinguish that, Mm. then it adds, it adds a like, this is, this is, this is why I'm singling this out for better or for worse. Um, just musically I don't think they don't do anything that you haven't heard other bands do a hundred times over just as Mm. well and she's the factor that elevates that but and I was thinking about this more when listening to them a band like Sordid Pink who Mm. have fallen off the radar and hopefully are furiously working on something in the background that's an interesting band yeah like, she can do some screamy stuff. It isn't great, but she can do the singing stuff really, really well. Musically, they're very interesting because they yep. fuse a ton of different styles there, which allows her to be able to do a ton of things over the top of it. Yeah. Spirit Box kind of have one style, and she's having to find ways to make what she does over the top of it more dexterous and interesting. Yeah. So they're going to be huge because the marketing behind them has told us that they are going to be huge. <laughs> but the same way that five finger death punch are like shift millions of albums. Yeah. I listen to them confused at why everyone loves them. I kind of feel like spirit box are in danger of falling into the same category of being fronted by a vocalist who's very good at what they do, but being supported by a band that are paid by numbers. Yeah. And this EP does nothing to further that along for me at mm. all. So yeah. Still don't get the hype. No. Still waiting to understand the hype.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, Okay. Here's a good one. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Checked out the debut album from, stick with me, Norwegian Black Metal Trio. (laughs) Oh, for
1: fuck's sake. Right, we get it. You love black metal. Black Metal Dave's back in the house. Look at him. He's Hold.
0: Hold. The band are called Rosa Fenskap, right? So that's Rosa R O S A, Fenskap F A E N S K A P. Take note of this one. Um, this is
1: oh, <laughs> <laughs> look the least black metal I've <laughs> ever fucking seen. I am loving this headshot. <laughs> this is um, well, that guy's mustache is from the seventies porn. <laughs> there's only three of them uh
0: yeah i think they're a trio Let me just yeah there's only three though. of them yeah. and they all look awkward and uncomfortable yeah um they, they they're black metal but they mix in a bit of like hardcore and a bit of post-rock in there as well um i suppose you could you could almost categorize it in post black a little bit um to an extent but it's not completely that to be honest um it's very scandinavian like it has that harshness of a, a Norwegian hardcore band. Um, vocals are extremely abrasive. Uh, guitars are quite kind of angular, quite jagged. Um, can be very heavy at times, uh, but they're also fused with this kind of blackened streak, um, both in the heaviness and the more kind of melodic side. Uh, I thought this was fucking awesome, to be honest. Um, it's It's got the right amount of like savage hardcore. It reminds me like of like a like a Cassiopeia or even the Psych Project in extent um, but it's got this like dreamy kind of black inside as well that perfectly blends that with a kind of more abrasive side of their sound but um, I think like I've listened to it three times I think if we'd reviewed this I'd have probably scored it quite high um, and again no one's talking about this like there's zero people speaking about this new album um, the album is called Jig blur till dig, uh, and uh and the band are rosa feinscap Um, ch- check them out um if you like i'm right
1: now i'm oh, i'm right. picking choice bits productions fucking minted
0: yep that's really cool um as i said i've given it three lessons and i like it more every time i hear it um just a, another one that's just kind of flying under the radar no one's talking about this at all uh, so that is that. I think that might be my last black metal one. Is it? Possibly. Thank fuck. <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. Um, oh, there's another death metal one though. Um, I checked out um, the new uh, Arthur Risk produced um, death metal album from Left Cross. Um, this is a, a band that's kind of made up of other bands um, Embra and Antichrist, uh, Siege Machine. Um, Their new album, Upon Desecrated Altars, Um, a bit of a kind of throwback to, again, that kind of like old, kind of old school death metal, Um, but very kind of pummeling with that Arthur Risk production. Um, There's a wee hint of something blackened in there as well at times. Um, It's nothing, again, nothing new. It kind of does what it says in the tin. Um, Maybe a touch, a touch repetitive rhythmically at times, but... Sometimes you're just in the mood for that, you know, something filthy, <laughs> something brutal. Um, it does what it says in the tin. Um, killer production, though, from uh, Mister Risk once again. Uh, so that's left cross and upon desecrated altars. Uh what else? What else? What else? Let um, this slide in where we EP. I'll go. Uh, UK based
1: rock. Four piece. I think I really should have done my research <laughs> on how many there are on the band. Uh, core of IO. Oh, not heard of them. Right. Um I really like these guys. Like they have just released a brand new EP. It's um Part One. Io. Uh <laughs> That's IO. Um, uh-huh. Easy to remember. Um Kinda alt rocky proggy wee bit noise rocky um tons of synth work kind of making it spacey and uh, and kind of proggy really 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 well done it's five tracks it's a just a ball here under 25 minutes long um but plenty of movement plenty of uh, of uh, kind of songwriting movement as well compositionally Mm. kind of really great vocals i was i was worried that the vocals might move into the whiny range where I'm just like, chick, please. Um, (laughs) But it doesn't, they actually hold a kind of more mid to upper range really, really, really well. Uh, Very hooky, just very well and confidently put forward. Kind of of reminded me of, like, like the, the way their music's crafted, it reminded me of a less heavy carnival. All right. Okay. In some respects kind of more, if a carnival were more alt rock, uh core would be kind of in that range. Um, very, very, very good though. Uh came out in September. I'm assuming the band are doing a series of EPs. I was like super deep diving in on them to find out, that, like it appears that they've only ever really done EPs and singles. Um, mm-hmm. I would uh, once again, assume most of that is done via the band. Yeah. Um, but it popped up via Apple Music and it's genius because I was listening to something else and it was like that. you might like this and I was on the treadmill at the time so I kind of switch off and I realised about halfway through I already had memorised the chorus and I kind of loved it so I um, haven't checked out it, it's consistent all the way through so that's core of IO that's IO um, UK based alt rock proggy thing nice it's really good well, I, I, yeah. I think it is I, I think it's I think you would like it.
0: Okay. Oh so. but listen. Um I had a spin of the new album from Bay Area Quartet X Everything. Um yep. and their new album, Slow Change Will Pull Us Apart. <laughs> um, it's pretty cool. Um they are kind of classified as like post hardcore, but I'm not sure that totally fits. It's 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 not a kind of like modern, whiny post hardcore. It's like a <laughs> Uh, kind <laughs> of so noisy
1: swipe all this genre away with a <laughs> comment kinda... about how whiny it is i agree dave bunch it's... of whiny bastards
0: <laughs> it's kind of noisy sludge fused kind of post hardcore and hmm. um, it's got a bit of grit to it um plenty of like quite mathy and angular moments um i think the the kowloon walled city drummer plays for that band as well Um, and there's a bit of that sound in there you can hear a bit of that band Um, Scott Evans from and Wild City also produced the album so again that's probably why why you're getting that sound Um, it's quite chaotic quite pissed off quite dissonant Um, production's fantastic Um, and it's a debut um, but sounds more seasoned than a debut Mm. Um, X everything that's EX everything Um, slow change will pull us apart if you haven't checked that one out worth a listen Um, oh Loved, Ugh. loved, uh, the new album from Horsewhip. Um, if you haven't checked out "Consume and Burn" by Horsewhip, then check this bad boy out. Um, eight tracks, nineteen minutes. Oh, that's a call <laughs> out, Dave. Um, they are uh, Tampa Bay based, uh, kind of dissonant, kind of hardcore, um, just like Breakneck Speeds, full of like raw chaos um but it's got a kind of dread filled kind of feel to it um fairly relentless for 19 minutes uh but sounds great um it's got that kind of like turmoil kind of type carnage that's turmoil of the band that kind of carnage to it um <laughs> they do they squeeze in a little bit of kind of like kind of bleak kind of lead work as well every now and again just to break things up but for the most part it's it's, it's an album that'll just get you fully kind of energized um, so that's horsewhip and consume and burn which is out now uh what have i got two uh, two more i think let yeah. me
1: slide in with one here cool. just because i like a good gonna upset dave you know what i mean One of those ones where i Why? know i'm gonna upset you so um it's just been re-released not entirely sure whether it was remastered I get the feeling they did because I listened to the... be,
0: this might be one of my albums I'm going to talk about All
1: <laughs> oh, right, so I will shut the fuck up then
0: I think does, it it's the ba- same album. does
1: the band begin with M yes it does alright that's cool well, we'll, we'll spin into that just now then let's do that <laughs> let's do that right now Dave um, I have been saying for the longest time mm. that my favourite album by a band beginning with him. <laughs> <laughs> Is Chaosphere. I yeah. love Chaosphere. Like, I know yeah. I know if you're a Meshuggah fan, it's it's the it's the awkward album because it's the one that sits between Destroy, Race, Improve, and nothing. Um so it kinda sits in that awkward thing of a band sending Matty but thrashy mm. and a band fully creating its own genre, right? And it's somewhere in the middle of that. No, it's mm. awkward and it's tri- like it's, it's puberty basically. It's, like, I mean, it's <laughs> awkward, covered in pimples, got hair growing in places you didn't know it was, mm. and wants to fuck everything right. As yeah. um, is it, that album, to me, Chaosphere is the album though, because I think it's the bit where they get the mathy part and all the stuff that we associate with Meshuggah. Even nowadays, it's the album that gets it most accessible. Mm without overdoing it. And I've always loved it. Right. I've always yeah. loved it. And I've always come back to it and I've always had scorn from you and nothing <laughs> and that just wants to keep telling me how fucking wrong I am, even though nothing had to be re-recorded with deeper guitars. Um fear <laughs> never needed that. Mm. Never needed that. It's also uh a, like an album quasi I uh, technically it's an album but I, I always consider it an E P because of how little tracks there are on it. Mm. Um that to me encourages re-listen, rewards a re-listen, because you actually pick out a ton of really smart song composition on it. So it was getting a wee re-release for its twenty-fifth anniversary, which makes me feel old as fuck, Dave. Yep. Um, and I was like that, me, gimme gimme. And uh, yeah, I want to once again re espouse my love for Chaosphere. <laughs> Right. The best Mashuga album, which came out twenty five years ago, mm. um, I love. I'd like. I prefer the previous version. Um, I like. <laughs> I like it a bit grittier, if I'm honest. But that's mm. just me. But yeah, like listening to it there, I don't even think if I'd heard it then, which I clearly yeah. hadn't, um, if I could have realised that the band were essentially setting out the direction of technical music for the next 25 yeah. years. Yeah. I didn't feel like that, that much of a landmark album. And mm-hmm. um, weirdly going back and listening to it now, it totally does it is, like you can connect so much music to that. That is bizarre. Uh, yeah. Hearing it now, kind of modern day. And you're just like, that, Oh yeah. Like, like almost the last 25 years of, of music, which is like shaping or changing the way we appreciate music. It all comes back to a guitar tone, a drum sound, a polyrhythm. Mm. Um, it's it's all there. So, yeah, I um, had a fucking ball going back in there. Have me some chaos fear. Uh, what I'm really interested about is you now espousing your love for it, coming <laughs> on board with me and recognising it as the true superior release by Meshuggah which i can see from your sarcastic
0: tone in your face you're not about to do <laughs> <laughs> i can read you like a book um i mean it's it's still a fucking classic it's it's in my top five my sugar albums Why is of all a time butt coming up here there should um, not be a butt well i mean this is came, the original came out in 98 yep um this one it's the 25th anniversary mm-hmm. it's been um remastered by thomas eberger and sophia von haig at stockholm mastering
1: yeah
0: um so i listened to the album and it, it's a great album i listened to yep. it i enjoyed it and then i went back and i listened to the original great. and then i listened to this again and i was like the the difference is marginal here like we're talking not a huge difference it's
1: i think uh, the guitars
0: are greater so i'd say it's a little bit fuller sounding slightly um the dynamics are a little bit more even i'd say there's a, a wee bit more punch to it but I listened to some of the tracks side by side, and it's, there's not a huge difference Have you to be honest. Cash
1: grab right now,
0: a wee bit, yeah, <laughs> a wee bit. It, it felt a bit like twenty five years. We need to do something with this album. Let's do a, a wee remaster.
1: <laughs> twenty five years, we're about to play Bloodstock. Let's get this out.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what's happened here. Um, I mean, yeah, I listened to the whole album again, obviously, because it's a great album, um, but. I don't know if I'd be rushing out to buy the remastered version if I was... Yeah, I didn't
1: like, buy it. I like had it as part of my subscription to Apple Music. Yeah. Other subscription-based music listening services are I available. Think,
0: I think it got like a, like a vinyl re-release remastered and stuff. I don't know if I'd go out and buy that, to be honest, but... Did um, it get released on
1: vinyl before?
0: Because that might be... Well, I don't
1: the, know. I'm not sure. That might be the reason behind a lot of that. You tidy it up a little bit, even if it's not huge. If anything, I think it goes to show... It's one of my favourite productions as well. Mm. Like, over all of their sins. That was before they went too fuckery with what they were doing and everything yeah. became like weirdly inconsistent. Like, one album you were like, this is the best guitar they've ever sinned. <laughs> the drums are a bit shite. And the next <laughs> day you're we like, listen to the drums. Guitars are a bit thin. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's that way where they, they, they over. It was before the tech got too involved. <laughs> yeah. I think it's why I love it so much. <laughs> it's weird. Yes. Like, you see what I mean about going back and listening to that and just going at the time and like once again stress 1998 i was listening yeah. to corn right yeah <laughs> I, was, I was following the leader yeah. like you could never anticipate that that was no. just going to essentially be the jumping point for the next 25 years of technical yeah. metal
0: even in 98 they were miles ahead of yeah, other bands unbelievable. Like, they were fucking, unbelievable they were in the future it's those guys were in fucking <laughs> Twenty thirty like see
1: if someone released Chaos Fear as their like second album now. Yeah. Me and you be like that. That's oh, fucking bro. <laughs> I know. <laughs> These I know. guys are on the cutting edge. It's <laughs> 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 fucking 25 years old.
0: I know. Fucking Unbelievable. Ridiculous. Uh yeah. Um I I'm one out more. now. That's me. Okay, Anna. one more. Um the new album from Alabama. Ooh. Uh, straight edge band No Cure. Um as that a de- debut album it's called the commitment to permanence and it slaps ladies and gents <laughs> um, this is this is a wee bit of fire a wee bit of fire um, kind of hardcore meets death metal kind of crossover oh yeah um, that album artwork is death metal as fuck <laughs> uh, very very metallic um, on the hardcore side uh, super heavy um, and it's just one of those albums that kind of grooves and slams for about 20 minutes um, little flourishes of death metal on there with the blasts and stuff yeah. um, again Future, Devin
1: uh, guest appearance from Sangua
0: now. he's fucking what? everywhere <laughs> um, also got a couple other guests Trey Roberts from Mouth of War and Tent of the Chest and Adam Easterling from Orthodox also put in some guest vocals nice. so plenty of variety it's a pretty brisk listen at 20 minutes but didn't disappoint really enjoyed it uh, No Cure the commitment to permanence and that's me I'm done we have so so much <laughs> one thing left to do Duncan <laughs> yeah album of the month for October yep yeah. look at you all prepared this week <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah. usually like Dave you talk, and I'll have a look to yeah. see what came out. <laughs>
1: I suggest you still talk and give a bit All of context because right. I did no research beyond that. Oh, aye, that came out that one That is my number one.
0: Okay, cool. Um, I had so one, what was two, shortlisting
1: three, four, it for yourself because like
0: I had really, eight albums on shortlist
1: as soon as I worked it this one came out. <laughs>
0: eight albums.
1: Eight albums made you your shortlist. <laughs> yeah.
0: For very wild different reasons. Oh, um, <laughs> well, this gets long. Look- I know. I know. Um, my eight albums, uh, and I'll finish with the one that I picked. Yep. Um, Svalbard, The Weight of the Mask. Mm-hmm. Re-listened it. Um, I don't know. I don't know about the re-listen value of that album. It's kind of went a little bit back for me.
1: I'm looking forward to seeing it live.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I,
1: I think. I think that's it. Is there's a polish on it now that mm. when I went back and re-listened that I kind of wish wasn't necessarily as Polished, yeah. Kind of want a bit mean. more snappier. the The production in the previous album is straight up fucking savage, and mm. I think it loses a little bit of that on yeah. on the new one.
0: Yeah, I'd agree. It's still uh,
1: like musically, it's fucking great. But I, I'm with you that the re-listens don't necessarily grab you the same way as yeah. uh, as the previous release. So yeah,
0: Uh Mattelotage and C6 still love that album like fucking riffs fucking bonkers for days. Yeah uh really good vanishing kids miracle of death still listening yep. to that as well really good album uh creeper sanguivore we've spoke about on this fucking podcast great. killer yep. album um i mean i added this one in here I, I don't know why i really listened to it but i don't know it's, it's one of those albums that i'll either listen to and go oh this is fucking insane or i'll listen to it and be like, "Oh, canny." Um, body Void and Atrocity Machine
1: what I love about that is Body Void are get, like, I've added them on Facebook and there's just like the right. occasionally post things and it should be people talking about how much of a despair listener that actually fucking <laughs> is <laughs> like i think even some of the comments on our review was like, like it's just like the fucking heaviest thing anyone's ever listening it is honestly yeah. it is the same like if, if someone wanted to open the gates of hell and listen to the millions of souls condemned to <laughs> eternity there yeah. that's kind of body void it's the, yes. it's the waft of the noise that comes out
0: ridiculous um uh, one million holy mothers. Uh, mm. I really enjoyed that one as well. it's really a good, good album.
1: I, I checked yeah. it out after you suggested that. It. I-, I I like it. I like it even more than they're British. So
0: yeah. Uh, Throat, we must leave you was another one that I really Just enjoyed.
1: Keeps building up for me. I like it's goth in this. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't mentioned my one yet, so we well, might
0: we might be my eighth album and my pick for Album of the Month for October was Flesh of the Stars. My boy! <laughs>
1: Not even, a di- like, like, this is one of these off the beaten track, no huge marketing machine, yep. no hype train, um, yep. just an album that you sent to me and we're like, we're doing this, and I switched on, and I fucking... Love it! <laughs> and here they are, I fucking love it! Um I still watch it. It's still like all the two episodes into season two. Still, oh. I don't know why I keep getting I, Netflix is distracting me with a lot of true crime doc at the moment. Oh, so I'm Jesus. just like, give me your true crime doc. <laughs> um The oh, Glass good. Garden is an immaculate album. Yeah. Like front to but and like the re listens are just as it's lush, it's vibrant, it's dreamy, mm. it's fucking heavy. Yeah. And it's just so well put together. It's so confidently well put together that I, I mentioned on our review, not since listening to that Chrome Ghost album and getting to the end of it and just going like that, who are these guys? Why have I never heard of them before? Why do they sound so fucking amazing and huge? Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about Flesh and the Stars. <laughs> I love everything: steel guitar, slides. Oh, man. Just like it's all, it's the it's the attention to detail in the songwriting. Yeah, that's just impeccable. And vocally, it's all day. Just have him singing wow. me all day. Uh, yeah, it's it is. <laughs> it's an album that has uh, has decided to just fuck my top 10 list. <laughs> Like just like just come in there and just be like we're yep. having a party um, <laughs> fucking, it's the big b of fucking <laughs> yes like fucking throwing paint glasses over um it's amazing <laughs> and it's long unlike those ones where i'm like this is a call you want it takes five tracks and like 52 yep. minutes long oh, and it man. does not feel a second of its 52 length it's it's I mean, funny like
0: we've been obviously going a lot of gigs over the last wee while um and this album like for some reason whenever i drop you off yeah to go home it's the album i put on to listen to go home it's just like it's the perfect driving album yeah and it's kind of one like driving home from my from from where i drop you off to my house is like 20 minutes or something like that but it's i'm like i wish this drive was just a wee bit longer (laughs) So we I and we're moving
1: uh, <laughs> we're we moving to at least 20 minutes further than where we are 20 minutes away from Duncan I'll explain it later
0: uh, uh, I could just, just keep listening to it it's so fucking good man I've it's told so you good. like
1: on track to Overworld where it's the construction of the songs it's clean and then they play a heavy section <sighs> and you just get a tease of the heavy section there's no vocals over it just the guitars get a wee bit sludgy Mm. and you're like that's fucking amazing and it continues to weave itself through and then in the last minute it's Mm. like we're going to give you that sludginess (laughs) with a soaring vocal line off it and every time it hits in I get goosebumps listening to it like even now I still get goosebumps listening (laughs) to it it's just fucking awesome And once again, no one is talking about them. I know. This is under the fucking radar as fuck. And this is the album. I feel like I'll be mentioning a lot at the end of the year. A la Chrome Ghost, which we did the same at the end of the year.
0: Funnily enough, um, I was speaking to uh, the flesh of the star singer, uh, Matt, Mm. over email. um, Just obviously sent him the review and they were going back and forth. Um, But one of his last emails that he sent, he said, I meant to say, Thanks thanks so much for reminding me about chrome ghost oh um because yeah. you mentioned it in the review um and then it reminded me that we'd actually they'd been speaking between each other but he says back in 2020 we were messaging each other chrome ghost and flesh of the stars um but he said i would totally forgotten all about them and then you mentioned their new album on your review and i was like oh fuck, went back and listened to it and he said like i couldn't agree with you more like it's fucking phenomenal love the yeah. new album from chrome ghost that um, tour, that, t- like, if, like, uh, one day we will set a Patreon
1: up, right? And we will, <laughs> uh, we will get enough money for the Patreon purely to bring those two bands over to play an intimate show just in front of me and you. It'll be <laughs> awkward as fuck, because we'll be sitting in recliners, <laughs> right, just watching them play in front of us, <laughs> like, in an empty tuts, like, just sitting, like, <laughs> play another song, please. Um, but it'll be the best day ever. Yeah it's such a fucking good it was like actually to the point of like i said to you beforehand as soon as i i did a quick check as soon as i realized it came out in october i was like i don't even need yeah. to look and see what else came out that's my yeah. album <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes flesh of the stars the glass garden is both our album of the month for october yeah. twinsies so there we go i'm um, gonna play a wee bit of music and then we're gonna come back and chat about gigs again <sighs> Um, (laughs) Our second track of the podcast comes from Portland, Oregon, death metal quartet, Vitriol. The band have announced a January 26th release date through Century Media for their sophomore album Suffer and Become. Uh, Guitarist, vocalist, Kyle Rasmussen took on the production duties, while Dave Otero, also worked with Cattle Decap, Mm -hmm. oversaw the mix and the mastering. Uh, Kyle said, I wanted to have an album that had stark duality to it. Very high highs and very low lows. and uh, They were familiar with the lows, but not so much with the triumphant highs. I wanted the album to have more of a sense of optimum optimism to it, both lyrically and musically. I wanted the album to convey a sense of optimism that probably gets lost in the black maelstrom that is the first album. Uh, the first single, The Flowers of Sadism, um, has just been released on all digital streaming platforms. going to play it for you right now. Uh, check them out, facebook.com forward slash vitriol warfare. If you like what you hear, we'll be back right after this. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: flames (laughs) on the side of my face right now breathing (laughs) flames
0: let's get into some
1: (laughs) how much i hate you right now
0: what gigs do we have on the calendar remaining in 2020 what's
1: upset you right now because the next one's at the (laughs) cows it's actually next week as well so which is quicker than I thought it was. I was like, "That's ages away," and then I was like, "No, that's that's tomorrow." Like, no, tomorrow, <laughs> it's next week. Next week.
0: uh Yeah, kicking off on the twenty second of November, uh, we're heading to the cat house to check out <laughs> Green Lung and Boss Colloid. Oh, Ooh. that's a sexy double bill. <laughs> is... I want to
1: be the sang. I want to be the sandwich <laughs> in that felon. I want to be the felon in that sandwich. You know what I saying? Well, okay. we
0: could be the bread if they want to be the, the sandwich in uh, the, the middle. It's that interview that's
1: not going to go well.
0: <laughs> we can't answer
1: the question if they're being railed from both ends. Right? Well,
0: um, I've spoken to I've spoken to Green Lungs label, so they have said they've penciled us in for an interview, but they will confirm. <laughs> the the penciled
1: date. us in, which means easy to rub out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, yep. Also, um, I've asked I've asked Lisa for Boss Lloyd's email to see if they can maybe have a wee chat, possibly. We'll see. Um, so, yeah, that's coming up the 22nd. That's going to be fucking awesome. I mean, know it's the Cat House, but those two bands... Cat House sucks, but those two
1: bands are great. So, yes. even if the send is terrible, we will have fun while we're there.
0: True. Um, moving into... The zombry, we are yeah, going.
1: December. What well, is worth saying for listeners out there? December in the UK, just in general, is like packed every year. Like all the American, all the touring bands tour the UK in December for some fucking reason that yeah. we're still trying to work out here. The interesting thing is that because of COVID, every band's coming now. <laughs> <laughs> like December is almost every single day. There's a gig. Yeah. Um, I mean, Dave have a a a, a list. Which is daunting. Now, we had this last year and we ended up going to none of them in December. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This yeah. year, we're hopeful that we're at at least a couple. So, yeah, Dave, what does sure. that list actually look like?
0: Uh, 3rd of December, and holy shit, Duncan, at the Battlelands, we have got Lorna Shore, Rivers of Nile, Ingested. So I'm
1: excited for this gig, and I don't know if my bills can fucking take it.
0: <laughs> Your balls are gonna suck up I inside said bills, you. Bills,
1: bills oh, Not balls. <laughs> Bells! <laughs> it's so low. It'll loosen things that shouldn't be loosened. Yeah. I've got a dodgy pelvic floor ready oh, to watch what I'm fuck.
0: Doing. Uh now we saw ingested with cannibal Corpse earlier this year. Holy really good.
1: Fucking shit. Right. Um, You've seen also, distant like a million times now. Distant. You'd let me call you like Dave by of your Anquish. nickname so Dave, Dave of, of
0: Anguish um saw them killer band they're going to at the Barrowlands oh yeah fucker that's going to be heavy um River of Nile I've never seen so I'm excited to see them that last album Shore, was fucking shit hot it was really was um Lorna Shore obviously heard great things about them live as well yeah
1: well, like, we both liked the album we thought it was too long yeah um, but in a live setting I don't know why that wouldn't be brilliant yep yeah because you're not getting the full album you're getting them curating choice cuts from that so i i'm expecting it to be the heaviest gig of the year i will for be sure. surprised if it isn't
0: yeah um so yeah so i think as far as i know we're locked in for that one we're we're good to go on that one um the night after <laughs> on december 4th yeah uh we've got blood command at the attic in glasgow terrible venue
1: yep. amazing band so that's all i'm going to say about that Mixed. i feel for them yeah the previous gig was at a much bigger venue a much better venue mm. um but they're coming off the release of a fucking incredible album
0: yeah
1: and i want to see that live yeah i want to see a lot of that i want to see a lot of those one minute fucking <laughs> snarly bastard back-to-back tracks like Mm -hmm. the the filter is eternal live set was like we're playing three songs no breaks in between back-to-back savagery then a thanks to the crowd and then another fucking three songs blood command could easily do like five songs and then stop yeah a bit of playfulness with the crowd and then go right into it is that Mm. i'm expecting great things they were brilliant before so smaller venues have not a greatly shaped venue but their energy is Mm. Yes. it's infectious man so yeah.
0: yeah 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 looking forward to that um yeah as you said sounds not great but and so it is a weird shape venue but it is one where you can get really close to the band like they're oh yeah you know, there, right is is no barrier, there is no
1: barrier there is no security yeah if i want to high-five the guitarist he will high-five me back
0: yeah should be interesting um the next one is the 9th of december could be one of my most anticipated gigs of this the This is the one we
1: never thought we would get. Yeah, it is. Right, this is the one, this is the dream bucket list. If there was ever a chance. We even said this to him in an interview last year. <laughs> if there's a chance that you can, we will be there. Yeah. And I like to think he has booked this tour. Purely to satisfy that. <laughs> <laughs> Just I will book Glasgow and then reverse book everything back home. <laughs> so, yeah, this is gonna be um, fucking incredible. I already yep. know what is. So, uh,
0: we'll be going to check out Don Walker um, at the Flying Duck in Glasgow, yep.
1: which is a basement of a restaurant. So, <laughs> opposite the Cine World in Glasgow,
0: right?
1: So it's right Never been side, it. the. I can't remember is it the is whatever the fucking newspaper offices are at the end of that cul de sac. But yeah, you you walk past it a million times and never know it's there. Right. Um I've never um, been to a gig in it, but it does put on quite a few bands. So right.
0: So they're um Weird they're playing <laughs> they're playing with uh, a band called Healthy Living um and um Fenn as well. I think that I think it's Fenn. W F E N. Um so yeah they're playing uh, a support as well but Don Walker can't wait! Uh, 9th of December at the Flying Duck. That's going to be fucking awesome. Bucket like, List Band. Well, like, yep. we will
1: tick that off, and I'm very, very excited to see it live.
0: Hmm, for sure. Um, next we've got <laughs> two nights after that on the 11th of December. Um, uh, I've not got a family
1: after December, <laughs> really. It's me, and you, like sleeping in a car. Uh, <laughs>
0: like Father Christmas, but instead of delivering presents, we're just going to gigs. <laughs> Bye, Mrs. Claus. We'll see you in January. <laughs> um, we're going to check out the darkness at the Barlands oh. on the 11th of December, playing uh, an anniversary tour for Permission to Land. Is it wrong that I'm
1: like, <laughs> like the most excited I think I've ever been? for an anniversary tour ever. I know. I've been listening to that album a lot recently and the reason I have is because uh, big fucking Justin Hawkins has a, a like a YouTube slash Facebook reaction thing where he listens to songs and he plays guitar and he listens yeah. and he critiques them. And like what I found is he's like I always used to think he was just a gimmick. Mm. He's a very, very very smart and very 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 talented musician. Yeah. And the more time I've heard him speak, the more i like, it kind of gets it. You know me understands I mean? He understands, that he yeah. understands the importance of what that band was at that time and the gimmick that I had. And it may have got to his head at some point, but it's kind of come out the other end, all right. Mm-hmm. That way that if you've ever heard Macaulay Culkin speak in the last <laughs> like five years, he's all right. Even yeah. though he went through like two decades of being colossally fucked up. Um... <laughs> That album was played... like I can't stress it enough, was played to fucking... I had like seven singles or something and <laughs> were played all the time. And the novelty at the end of that year had worn off to the point where I was like, if I never hear the fucking darkness again, I am fine. We are so far removed from that album now mm. that I want to see it live. Plus, I've never seen them live. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it, it has the potential... To be fucking amazing, it does, and that's kind of unlike Finch, they don't yeah. tour this album every third year, so yeah, yep,
0: yeah, that's the 11th. Um, there is one on the 12th, which is like just a kind of tentative thing, I don't know if we're doing that or not, but um, Brutus are playing the G2. Here's the thing, here's here's it's the good thing, to,
1: it's good to have it in there, yeah. I get a feeling it's unlikely to happen not because we dislike Brutus because we are both in our 40s we both have <laughs> families it's a couple of weeks before Christmas yep. and we've already booked in a shitload of time away so yep. I get the feeling Dave that that may be the one that slides I don't mm. think Brutus played last year they're playing this year I, I think they're going to tour a lot so yep. and we will catch them the new album is fucking great so yeah we'll see we'll, get to that um,
0: we'll wait and see the last one I have on the list is for the 17th of December one out
1: as well it fucking arm wrestled your bitch put that <laughs> bitch down and a standing commanding tall and proud
0: that's right we're going to check out Burner you're a the... <laughs> lying bitch
1: you're a lying bitch
0: uh, no we're going to go and check out Teenage Wrist um, at the Hugging Pint on December 17th um with support from Parish.
1: Yes, Parrish. who I sent to you they posted on their ex their account, This is the band that are supporting them from Paris, and they were like, We really love them. And I was like, I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> and I listened to two songs and I said to Dave saying, These guys are supporting teenage Wrist and they're really fucking good. <laughs> um kind of alt-rocky, kinda punky sort of vibe about them that I really like. Mm. A wee bit a wee bit of grunge in there. Um I know there's a lot of people out there that will be hearing us talk about all these heavy bands, Dave. Yeah. And they'll be saying to themselves, I thought these guys were metal. (laughs) And now they're talking about going to see Teenage Wrist, Fucking Californian grunge wannabe band. Mm. Still love their new album is still getting love from me. Mm. And I am spinning this still. I think it is fucking great. It's a high likelihood it's going to be in my top ten for the year. I think mm. it's, ju- it's just a it's a f- like from front to back. I can listen to it over and over and over again mm. and not get sick of it. um And I burner is great. I love that burner release, right? And I know that hang the bastard, your boys, and you've only you know, one if I can go and see them in all the rest right? But even if it is like the with. We've just got together for this one tour and one tour only. Teenage Rest and the Hug and the Pint, this tiny, tiny little venue, this little sweat box venue, and we get the chance to go and see them.
2: Mm.
1: I can't not not go to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I was thinking about this. It's the same with Arthur and Punisher. Like when you're given that chance of yeah. being in a tiny fucking room that holds like a hundred people and get a chance to experience something in a way that other people... Do, like, almost in that environment of when a band is first breaking out and you're there at the beginning. The same way I feel like when I saw fucking Biffy Clyro at fucking The Martel <laughs> like, like, fucking Donkeys years ago where they were still screaming and playing angular shit and all the rest. Mm. And before he was like, I am a mountain! <laughs> you know what I mean? all that pish. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, there's a way where you connect to those bands you're like, like these guys... won't." The same way with us with pale dust this year. Not, we that mm. we will never experience this again. Yeah. Right. They're never gonna play that a venue this small again where we are. It's gonna yeah. be much bigger, but we were here for that moment. That's why we have to go and see Teenage Wrist yeah. at the hug in the pine. I don't need to sell it to you, it's on your calendar. <laughs> I Just mention done. it every other week. Um and I keep mentioning it. And I have not said that I will f- like fire myself from this. <laughs> If we don't go to it, but read between the lines, Dave. Um, yeah, it's going to be great. And that's our last gig. And that's how we're closing out the year. In yep. an intimate sweat box venue. <laughs> Listening to fucking 90s throwback grunge. Could there be any better way to close it 2023, Dave? Probably not. We just nah.
0: need to figure out which one of those is going to be our Christmas night out in December.
1: I don't know, right? I think we could have multiple
0: Christmases. <laughs> Everyone.
1: <laughs> Everyone has a Christmas night out. We have to wear a fucking paper crown every single <laughs> one and tell bad jokes. Which I do anyway, to be honest with you. I tell bad jokes at every gig we're at. But um, to actively make it a thing. be yeah. great if we showed up with crackers that we all had to pull before we went to the venue. Let's do that. Oh, you can't take my yo-yo off, maybe. You can take my nail clippers. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you mean? I'll do that. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm very. There's a lot of gigs. I'm yeah. hopeful we get to all of them, but the good news is that the listeners here on mm. this here podcast will know exactly how many we got to go to because our final podcast of the year, Dave, mm. will be coming after our in our diaries final gig of the year. Yeah. So get ready to mark off how many we actually got to um, as we close out a year in fine spectacular fashion uh, just before Christmas with another podcast but listen there is a possibility of at least two of those gigs being maybe gig of the year it's possible there is there's a couple of of bands here that are danger bands and that you know (laughs) Like with the right setting with the right sound, that might just be like, ah oh, well, I gosh year more alright. <laughs> Creeper who really? you mean, like you, it could be, it yeah. could be with the right set in the right environment, um mm-hmm. a band like Don Walker, who have two fucking five star albums from us already, <laughs> could like come out with a set where we're just like that, this is as good as it gets. Yeah. Like, we don't need to go to any more gigs. <laughs> um I don't know. I don't know. I'm curious. Well,
0: uh, yeah, so that's what we've got coming up over the next month. As Duncan says, we're we'll back with another podcast um, after that last gig. We're uh, not Zango. doing
1: anything fancy on that last one, are we? We're just we're li- it's literally just me getting drunk and probably like, talking about how horrible my family is around Christmas time <laughs> and why I'm glad that I'm off work. just uh-huh. me feeding mince pies down my face <laughs> and drinking whiskey for the whole. <laughs> <ball. laughs> So i we, um, celebrate
0: christmas doesn't everyone with uh, yeah we uh with last was it last year last year we teased doing a, an award show but we never actually did there's it. there's
1: only one award we're giving out this year
0: <laughs> is and that it's right it's
1: the worst thing we've heard so i'm letting you know right now you go away you listen back through you find the worst album that you've heard this year yeah and we will give out a special mention to that one it'll be getting what is known as the Soggy Bono Award <laughs>
0: for, for poor music.
1: And um, yeah.
0: Worst album. Okay. Worst I'll album. I'll think about
1: that. That's the only one. That's the only one that okay. I want is worst album. Right. Because when we do our top, we're going to do our top 20 in January, it fucking hurts me every time we do it. Hmm. I have to force myself to get through it. But in that, I get a feeling we might we might squeeze in best gigs and stuff like that on that episode anyway. So Possibly we will because you'll make me do it i know you do it every year so let's
0: uh i mean well we could do gigs on the podcast because we've been to them all
1: (laughs) uh that's a good point actually that's hey listen let's do that let's let's have the soggy bono award (laughs) for the worst music we've heard this year and uh we need to come up with a fancy name for the best gig we've been to yeah okay let's do that see this is why you shouldn't have thrown that in there I already worked out like a name for the worst thing we'll also explain why Soggy Bono on that episode (laughs) but we will edit things in a way which makes it sound innocent and not as funny as it is to me and Dave (laughs) a Soggy Bono does sound like a a group of guys (laughs) sitting around Bono from like U2 Wanking on top of his head, and the last one to come has to eat him. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, god. <laughs> what did you guys get up to at the weekend there? Oh, I don't want to talk about. Oh, come on, what did you do? What did you do in that stagnate? We had a soggy bono. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man, right to yes. hell.
0: Do not pass, go. Um,
1: do not collect 200 pounds. <laughs>
0: Uh, we also use Zencaster to record our videos and podcasts. And if you go to Zencaster.com forward slash pricing, use my code METALEPIDEMIC Epidemic on one word. You get 30% off your first month. Any Zencaster paid plan. Do it. You know you so, want to. Um, and then you
1: can start a podcast and then we can listen to it and then say why was your podcast late in October? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Judgy. Um last single of the podcast comes from progressive post-metal four-piece biopolar architecture. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like I made that up on the spot, but I didn't, I promise you. Um, Bipolar architecture? Bipolar architecture.
1: So what does does that act like? Sorry, I love these guys, obviously, because we're playing (laughs) song. but what does bipolar architecture mean? This bit's happy, and then all of a sudden it gets angry, and this
0: bit gets indecisive. It doesn't know where it is. I don't know. Um, hurt, in? hurtling into life in 2020, bipolar architecture is a project born from the smouldering ashes of a stalwart death metal group, Heretic Soul. Well, you got re- me in
1: death metal. See, <laughs> to retained... say. death metal band bipolar architecture I would have been like that. Yes, this is the year.
0: But they're not a death metal band. Having what re- are you doing, dude? Re- <laughs> <to me> do? <laughs> having retained all the nihilistic fury of their former outfit. Biopolar architecture introduced the forward-thinking ferocity of gent and hardcore, as well as the atmospheric dynam- dynamism. Dang, dang,
1: dang! Lieutenant dang! You bit, Phil, Phil Forest up there, <laughs> Lieutenant
0: dang! <laughs> mama said life was like a box of chocolates dynamism dynamism um of post rock and shoegaze ambience before unleashing the searing new sound on their 2022 debut full-length depression land which quickly turned head and left ears ringing the band have announced their forthcoming second album metaphysicize set for release on the 2nd of february 2024 via pelagic Records.
1: Oh, 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 Save that to save the best <laughs> the last.
0: Uh the band have also released a blistering psychedelic video for the album's lead single, Death of the Architect, which serves as a bracing statement of intent from the international outfit who currently based in Istanbul and Berlin have consistently pushed at the boundaries of contemporary metal. Uh, you can check these guys out, facebook.com forward slash biotech polar no, not biopolar bipolar architecture You biopolar i know i don't know why um if you dig it check them out yep. um we will check you out and you will check us out hopefully
1: uh <laughs> that's sounding like a threat you will i'm check watching you out. through, I'm your, through your webcam um when you're no thinking about it just at that moment when you're vulnerable just just when just when the underwear hits the floor yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: we'll catch you in December.
1: The most unsettling thing ever, is if you were like you were taking off your underwear and it just hit the just hit the floor and you had the voice that said, "You've dropped something." <laughs> <laughs> Testicles instantly inside your body, just like right up there. Penis shrinks in (laughs) and then turtlenecks itself. Amazing.
0: Ah, yes. Uh, we'll speak to you at home (laughs) in December on our last podcast of the year. Thank you for listening. We'll speak to you soon. Bye, everyone.